Hey, good morning, Patriots. And it is Sunday, January 28th in the year 2024. It is stunning how fast this month has gone. Truly stunning. And just, we are here, not even finished with the first month. And the number of things that have happened here is just, in our nation, is incredible. We've literally gone from this place coming into this year of not really knowing what 2024 would bring with now we have the we started out with the declaration of military accountability the increasing war in middle east that they want us to be part of the border issue the convoy down on the border 
a government that's increasingly falling apart and becoming more tyrannical. It's not a good thing going on. It's an exciting time to be around. By the way, for those of you who don't did not hear last night, we are there's now a new show and it's every Saturday night. Saturday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And that show is the gospel of peace. And we did that last night. I launched it last night with Michelle and Leah from the Resistance Chicks. And we um, did that show for, ended up being two hours and 45 minutes. It wasn't, we just kind of flowed with it. It was a powerful show. We prayed for Colonel Pete Chambers, which we'll pray again for today. We prayed for the convoy. Had a lot of power, prophetic, prophetic words spoken last night. Really good show. We had a great attendance on it, especially for last minute. And anyway, this is it's going to be a regular event now on Saturdays. That's come out of these previous two weekends when we did an open prayer and worship, corporate worship with Zoom. And we may include that. We may include that once in a while. We'll see. But it's definitely going to be a, an important part of where we're going. We need more strategic prayer type work. Sunday mornings are fantastic. This is focused very much on prayer and healing and the miracles of God. We need more strategic prayer warfare, which is really what Saturday night will be. We need to have that in the, in lieu of everything else that's going on. This is a crazy time. So speaking of that, it is a crazy time. So be prepared. And that's part of that is to understand that we are a world laced with lies everywhere. And these lies are ultimately going to break. And they are breaking piece by piece. And as they do, the system itself reveals its true face. People lose more confidence and the system start to break down even further. One of those things you can count on is the breaking down of the normal systems we rely on, especially since they've been waging war on them, supply chain logistics and food. These are areas that are vulnerable for every one of us, things to be prepared with. We need to really think about filling silos in that sort of mentality and being sure that all of us have the preparedness that we need in case of a disruption or national disaster or upheaval in, in our in our way of life. Food systems need to have a good baseline. And I believe that My Patriot Supply provides one of those best baselines out there. If you go to the website, our website, preparewithbars.com, preparewithbars.com, you will see the three-month emergency food kits that are on sale for $200. $200 off, excuse me, $200 off. They are a great system. They provide three meals a day, total of 2,000 calories a day. They have a shelf life of 25 years. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest supplier of emergency food. They are truly a good system, a good supplier. So head on over to My Patriot Supply, or I'm sorry, to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Check out the three-month emergency food system by My Patriot Supply. Get one for every member of your family. Be able to stick it away, know that you have it, and it's, it is that critical needs resource that we all should have in this time. And that will ensure that no matter what happens, you've got something. And keeping in mind that our, our homes are in times like that, you need to be able to have plenty of resources because it's not just you. You also have to consider your neighbors. But you need something for yourself that no matter what happens, it's always there. So again, preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Three-month emergency food kit that's $200 off. Take advantage of the sale and the great savings and get one today for every member of your family. I was very impressed last night with the, with the show, and I think it turned out very well. 
very intense and very focused a lot on what is going on in, through words that are spoken and through discussions, very focused on the greater warfare. We're in a time when, if you're listening to the narratives on TV and narratives in the news and narratives in, which I hope nobody's watching much TV, so that, that's kind of a strange statement, but um, narratives in the film in particular, film industry is pushing out a huge amount of narrative that we're going into a civil war. And they have been seeding this for some time. In fact, it's quite interesting that when you look at the 25 states that have aligned with Texas and you follow the map of those that are not aligning with Texas and then you go to the the laydown of what these movies are talking about, there's a lot of similarities in what they're projecting. And again, it's always from the film point of view, it's these crazy Christian nationals of one fashion or another that are trying to overthrow the great state of America, the great government of America. Like all things that they do, it's an inversion. And they're trying to project this on the people to give justification, one, for violence, and to get them to rally behind a corrupt and tyrannical government, which we have. We also have to get very realistic that the corruption is deep. It runs within the ranks of every organization, every agency, every corporate boardroom because the concept of what it is to be American and to be rooted in the foundations of God and scripture have been for the large part been extinguished in our nation that fire is coming back but it's not coming back easily and it takes moral courage for a nation to make that transition and it's not moral courage by the many it's the moral courage by the few that were willing to stand and lead so we've seen in this already this year that courage being echoed now into the, into the public eye. You have the De- Declaration of Military Accountability, which is also known as the 231 or the DMA. That has come forward with 231 signatures as a symbol, symbolic and yet real statement of where we need to be and where the nation needs to be in sort of resetting the, the azimuth. And the idea in that is that the military in its in a very narrow optic of the DMA, that the military needs to be restored. And the leadership needs to be purged for the most part. We have a general officer leadership in our military, every one of which violated the law when they issued the COVID vaccine order, which was to mandate COVID shots for every soldier. And the damage that's been done to people's lives is measurable. It's, it's incredible how much damage has been done. That DMA implies greater action because at the core of the DMA is accountability, which is what our entire nation has to return to. And under the corruption of wokeism and materialism and the culture of, of pornography and the culture of degraded morals, the idea of accountability doesn't exist because at the core of Satanism is do as thou will, which has no accountability whatsoever other than to, other than to yourself. That's at the core of wokeism. So, we water this down and we really see that what we have the, the, the foundations of is we have God's children fighting Satan's followers. And the wokeism is the, is the encasing ideology that gives them the right to reject everything except what they want. Therefore, laws fall apart. Everything just falls apart because there's justification for everything, including pedophilia, including rape, including murder, because it's always someone else's problem, not your own. The nation has been deeply corrupted by these values, and on top of it, it's been deeply corrupted into the court and legal systems. 
And as we continue to follow those roots, we continue to find those roots as a nation wakes up. Military, much of this is coming from compromised leadership. It's been compromised as we are learning more and more, not just in the idea of themselves, but in their sexual desires that they are caught on film and in blackmail. Blackmail is not the right term, leveraged by to continue to do the wrong thing and be swept into another world, which is truly in the end of the day demonic because once they accept that path, they're accepting a path, many of them, and most of them are compromised on sexual issues, be it be it the sexuality with against or with children, which is done with you know, most of our senator most of our congressmen are compromised that way on blackmail because they've taken Codel trips and they've ended up having sex overseas, and typically that happens with underage kids, or under underage underage people, which would be minors or or worse, infants and children. It's a true statement. And so we end up in a very unbelievable situation where even our military leadership is likely compromised by the same. And once they accept the compromise, they're no longer who they were. That is that's a portal for demonic to enter in that it, it takes them over, and that sexual obsession and control of them. Now it takes control of every bit of their decision process. They become an agent of the dark and the darkness. So we see generals who have now, in order to get to higher ranks, it becomes this, again, it's an obsession for power and leadership, not the right thing. And people step into those realms and they will do whatever they need to do, including whether it's going to the orgies in D.C. or whether it's flying overseas to get what they want and at the end of the day being compromised. This is the system which runs the world. And it gets worse the higher up you get because the things that they're asked to do and must do in order to accomplish power, you start to get to the root in the, of, the, of the deepest evil of all, which is power and money corrupt everything. And this is what we're trying to reset. The unfortunate part is leadership then has this cancerous way of filtering down, which it has. And we've seen that lack of moral character and moral strength in all parts of our nation. We see it on our, on our border. We see it with the border patrol that is unable to do the right thing because they're being obedient to legal or legislation or regulation better. That is not about the Constitution. It's about simply some bureaucrat or some desk warrior, cubicle warrior that's writing up some idea, policy, whatever it is, issuing it down, which is totally against the Constitution. In the midst of all of this discussion, what is missed is that the one and singular law of the land is the Constitution. So this is when we then we have other fragmentations that occur because in the fragmentations, people start to argue that well, I need to be a state national or people need to be a sovereign citizen or I need to be this or that. I need to get and all of these things watered down to a simple principle of the, the Declaration of Independence. Our creator gave us all of our rights. Some of those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If we did not consent to something, and we were not a consenting agent to any of the things that they do, and it's not in our Constitution, we are not obliged to abide. That's the centerpiece of common law, which is the common man's law of how this nation is supposed to be working. Unfortunately, we have lost our way to even know how to get to that route because we end up arguing with one another, dividing ourselves amongst each other, to try to get to a place where we're supposed to come to agreement. We see that amongst our churches. One church argues that I know the doctrine better than you. The other church just says, no, I have it better than you. And there's no, there's no celebrating the way that we may see the different ways within the scripture as a part of the body of Christ. We see it as antagonistic and we start pulling ourselves apart. 
We've been in this. We've been in an ideological civil war in our nation for for a long time. All they're trying to do now is push it to the next level, to where the the civil war itself breaks out into the flesh and leaves blood rifts that will last generations. And this is part of a ancient evil that is literally slowly withering and dying, and it has nothing left to do because as people other than to create blood and rift and burn it all down because it knows that once people are truly awake and begin to see the trueness of who we are in the heart and in the body of Christ, that they have no chance and they have no place to go. The hardest part for all of this, for many to appreciate, especially Christians that have grown up in the church, is that we have the authorities to solve this. The Schofield Bible that came in in the early 20s or so that was backed by Rothschilds, was designed very specifically to derail the message of the church and take it down to an end-time theology. All of this, you can do the research on your own, follow it. If, if you're one that gets your back up when this is said, then go read and go study. It's important. Because that derailment took our pulpit from being a pulpit of the people to give them empowerment, which is where we started. And it's very important because... That was the Geneva Bible that started this nation, and the pulpits were powerful and strong. It's from the pulpit sermons of the early 1700s that they wrote the intro to the Declaration of Independence. This was the message of the church, that all men are created equal, and that these rights were given to us by our creator, and amongst these are the right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That was, that was a church message, the idea that that a government, a tyrannical government, despotic in some form or another, has must be overthrown. And it is the duty of the people to do that. That was a church message. I want you to think about that because that was the 1700s, the origins of our nation, where the pulpit began this nation. Today, the message is obedience, that if the government says to do something, you will comply. And people, to a large degree, still do. The most, most egregious example of that is paying taxes to a government that is using that money to fund wars against us, and even worse, money that was used to fund a bioweapon that was injected in the people of the United States that have killed millions. That was funded by our taxpayer dollars. So we've gone from the point of taxation without representation, the idea that even John Jay, who was our first Supreme Court justice, when he negotiated a treaty after the Revolutionary War, and it was not giving enough favor to the colonies. In fact, they gave much favor in trade to, to the United Kingdom. That entire uh, treaty was known by the people, and he made the comment that he could ride from Pennsylvania to New York at night and see his way because of the number of effigies that were being burned of him because people were so irate. That was an awake period of time. People were engaged, and they were extremely well read and understood in the Bible. Today, we deal with the consequences of that. We deal with, to a large degree, a church that has become weakened, a church that has stepped away from the, the, the principles of the Church of Acts. It doesn't believe, to a large degree, of the, the authorities given to us and the miracles given to us by Jesus. The authorities there are spoken, that we have the right, we can do all that he can do and greater works than he. That Those are his red-letter language. And, and the problem is that in the heavily dependent doctrinal church that pushes away the church of Acts. They do not believe that the miracles are possible in this day. That unfortunately has become very normal rather than, than a sideline. And this is where 
once we begin to understand the authorities which we have and the glory which we have in this church and the beauty of the authorities God gave us through him in praying and declaring, being able to take down principalities, being able to do the do through him the works of miracles that happen through us, we lose the glory of the mastery and glory of what God gave us and that we are sovereigns. So we're in a, an interesting time right now, a powerful time, and, and a time of awakening, and it's an awakening within the deep power and glory which Christ gave us. And this is, as we step into this, we start to see with this what we call in general a remnant that comes together. And what's interesting about Bar's Nation, and I, I'm feathering into an interesting comment I read the other day on one of the posts on, I don't know, one of the podcast platforms, whatever it was, Apple or somebody, talking about how it was, it was not positive, let's put it this way, but I was smiling when they said it because it's like, this podcast has gone to believing that there is an elite remnant that's going to lead the world. And I, my answer is, yes, I do. And I'm going to tell you, it as before we step now into prayer, why I think this is such a relevant comment and what was missed. What's unique about Bard's Nation is almost every single person in Bard's Nation that has helped this, this ministry grow suffered at the hands of being rejected by the family and or being rejected by the church. And all of this came over, the majority of that blew up in COVID-Con and in the elections of 2020. Those two points. Election of 2020, families suddenly found themselves at odds with one another in an increasing way because of the voting for Trump. And then that, that perpetuated a rift that was phenomenal. And, and also the positions that pre, preceding that, which was the issue of the mask and the looming issue of the vax. Those agents combined created a, a following in this, a core within Bars Nation, which is in the thousands and even tens of thousands of people that saw the true face of what evil can do, both at the pulpit and both in the family. People witnessed the true hand of destruction by the hand of evil. Pulpits closed because they complied with the state. They didn't comply with God. Churches closed their doors. People divided within churches as as Pastors demanded people wear masks or people take the injection. And I am hard on churches, harder than I am on anyone else, because the church's role was always to God, not to anybody else. Families, understandable. That's a political issue that gets into ideologies and the way people are raised. But at the center of that, we also came to the deeper understanding of what happens when families don't have God at the center of all things in their home. And everybody that's eventually in the has come here into Bar's Nation has experienced that in one way or another. And that's almost universal from point to point. So when I speak of a remnant and a remnant of Bar's Nation, this is a remnant. This is a true remnant of, the, of being abused and beaten down by a church system and a family system that was a victim to an institution of leadership in our nation that wanted all the time for people to be obedient slaves and not be the children of God. Can all that be healed? Absolutely. And that's part of our mission and every day. So the truths that we speak and the things that we do are to rebuild and to restore, ultimately to restore the pulpit, to restore the power of the church. But the church ultimately lives within our heart as Christ wants us to. And the emphasis on building brick stone wall, so to speak, the, the institutions is not the heart of the church. 
The heart of the church is within us. The heart of the church is what we witnessed at Bard's Fest, and that is another powerful agent in all of this, that people that were there and even people online, the power of that experience of having Holy Spirit present and active. We saw miracles. We witnessed the coming together of the true love of Jesus that flowed through everything. And we saw it happen through speaker after speaker that weren't even all in alignment. People of different, even different faiths, people of different perspectives on things. It was okay because it was seeing us all and meeting us all where we were. We saw special operations people step up and say things like, I am now with you and you're with me. That was a whole shift in paradigm. All of this is about the rebuilding and restoring of the church at the end of the day. And it's incredible. And it's an exciting time to be. And so that takes us back again to last night. The gospel of peace, this show, is at the heart of now coming together in preparing the work of preparing the saints for the work of the ministry to apply that into the strategic attack, a spiritual war that we're doing, to now become agents of change in a spiritual way to do our prayers and prayer inwards, to, to speak to principalities and tear them down, to know that we have the authorities to do just that. And then we hit this show, which is one of my favorite shows I've ever done, Coffee and Jesus. I look forward to it every week because it's here when we bring all of that together and we, using the authorities given to us, we pray into healing and restoration and deliverance. And we do so here in the, the true sense to me, of the one of the core issues of what the church should be, to heal the sick and broken, to shepherd those into the light of Christ and to deliver them. It's a fantastic experience. And this, to me, becomes the embodiment of a very core element that the church needs to be built upon. None of this was of my hand. All of this is as God has led. And all of this grows because of us, not because of one. So I say all that in so many ways to just frame an amazing journey that's coming up on five years, an amazing journey where we can literally now look at how God has worked this to produce amazing fruit and for us to be able to have the, the feeling and the glory of working within him in all things we do. It is truly an amazing time. I spoke with Pastor Dave Bryan yesterday and and it was in, in the relationship as I called him and I asked him to pay, have his church pray for Pete and the convoy, Pete, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers and the convoy. And he did. In fact, he put it in his sermon last night and he put it in his sermon this morning. So they're not only will the church get it, but their online community will get it, which is fantastic. And I passed it to Paul Cantrell, who was going his church in Portland and their pastor up there who has a national network of prayer teams that are led by women. And this whole prayer is going to be seated into them. So we start to see this very unconventional network, which is outside the pulpit, rising up and coming together. But back to Pastor Dave Bryan. I made the comment because he was asking how things were going. And I said, well, I said, we're doing at this point in time, we're doing, which is now 14 shows, 14 programs a week. And I said, I want you to imagine something. I said, in your congregation, I said, there's a core within Bards Nation. I said, I don't have the exact numbers, but it's three to 500. And it may be more because I don't see all these numbers. But I know that they don't miss a single program. They don't miss a single 
a single discussion. I said, that's like you doing basically two sermons a day at your church and having everybody in your congregation attend. And his only comment was, wow. And as he likes to say, wow, Scotty. He says, I love you. I said, this is amazing. That's what has come out of this, is a walk in faith. And it, to me, it's not about whether you're walking and seeing every show at Bars Nation. That's not the issue here. The issue for me is that we have, there's a dedication to walking in faith that ends up for many becoming a center point of what goes on here. I'm humbled, believe me. But the idea that there's that much commitment to our Lord and Savior, to our Father, to be willing to spend an hour twice a day, maybe two and a half hours on Saturday night and three hours here, and yet again another hour on the end of Sunday, and some people even go from here to church, praise God. That's how we transform a nation. And at the core of that, that's how we transform something most miraculous, and we restore the faith of a nation to get back to the rock of faith, to where we rise up and we develop the moral character of a nation again that has strength from the pulpit like we used to have. And to that, I say praise God. Amen. Let's begin with a quick prayer, and then we'll get in to get things started, and we'll get into our praise and worship, and then we'll get into our prayers. Father God, I just want to thank you this morning, and this whole discussion this morning is to praise you. In all we do, we praise you and thank you for what you have done here in people's hearts and in all of our hearts to bring us together. And we honor you. And we are deeply humbled before you, knowing that you have taken all of us in one way or another with our wounds and our brokenness, in, in our despair, and even at times our anger and frustration and rejection of even the message because it has taken us, it was taking us the wrong way. And you brought us together in a fellowship. And through words and through the guidance that you've given in our hearts as we've reached into Scripture, as we've had hard discussions amongst ourselves, you've built a fellowship that loves you more than above all, above all things. A fellowship that sees each other now, not with angry eyes. And even, even the differences in our discussion of, of doctrine, to be able to have these discussions and still love each other. Father, this is the, the blessing that we could never have imagined five years ago, and yet here we are. And so before you today, we say thank you on our knees. We humbly place ourselves there and raise our hands and say amen, Father, thank you, because you have shown a way forward where we have used the most unexpected ways to create a fellowship in the digital space where literally people have not, many people have not seen each other yet have connections with one another in the Spirit. You've reminded us of the power of the Spirit and the anchoring of where we begin. We begin in the Spirit, and what happens in the Spirit reflects in the flesh. And you restored our understanding of, again, the powers and authorities which Jesus gave, him, gave us himself. For we do have authority over snakes and scorpions and over dominion over all evil. And we do have the ability to do all that he did and greater works. So, Father, we raise our hands today and we say amen and thank you as we continue that march and that walk forward of lifting up you, of lifting up the glory of heaven, and to literally be stepping in from a position where we are speaking from the authorities of kingdom and from the victory on the cross into a world, knowing that in this place we are truly bringing kingdom into this space. Guide us this morning, Father, as we step into this request for prayer, to pray for healing. Let us be guided in the most powerful ways that we can lift each other up, that we can restore, we can heal, 
the broken. We can even cast out the demons as need be and to free those so that they can be free in the world with you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's, let's begin with some praise reports. They're always good to start. Okay, this is please report on a praise report from my friend Beth. After removing a mass from her colon that tested positive for cancer, doctors suggested chemo for cleanup. She chose prayer and carnivore diet instead. Bard's family and many others have been praying without ceasing. She appreciates and thanks and sends thanks to you all. I received a text from her today. Beth writes, good news. I just spoke to my oncologist and my CEA numbers are normal, cancer-free. <laughs> no further treatment necessary. Praise God. Beth is now another testimony to the power of prayer. Thank you for the prayers, Scott and Bard's family, and thank you, Jesus, J.C. Bird. Well, Father God, I just want to thank you for this praise report to start our day and the reminder again of all that we spoke and all that we spoke at the beginning of the power of prayer and healing and the restoration that comes when we truly lean into you and, and trust in you and trust in the authorities given to us. Father, you would just... You empower us in so many glorious ways with the glory within us to know the truth of the loving and forgiving heart that drives us, brings us in the greatest of all that we can be in this world. So, Father, we just pray that you continue to guide us, especially in this morning as we lift people up to continue to produce more amazing praise reports. For these are not praises for us. They are praises to you, Father. And they're praises to you. And we lift this up and we say praise Jesus because this is the glory of whom we represent and, whom, and the body in which we are part of. So thank you, Father, and in, in the most humbling and incredible way, we say amen. So here's an update. An update, continued prayer and praise report from Jessica, written by Farah. Jessica went home from the hospital Thursday evening. The kids and I spent three hours yesterday at her house. I was helping her mom get all the vitamins and meds organized. They moved the, the bed downstairs in front of the wood stove along with all of her treatments. She got up and walked a bit with the walker. She's still very sore and hurting. She said she was almost able to get out of bed today, but by herself. She's getting uh, incrementally better every day. Thank you for praying. She's a fighter. Thank you for prayer warriors, a higher calling. Well, Father, I just want to thank you for the continued healing of Jessica. And we raise her up today and we just pray and declare continued and miraculous healing over her body. And so, Father, we just we pray into now that place where, where Jessica will be. A very powerful restoration of her body, her mind, her soul, her spirit, to where she restores not only back to where she was, but in a greater way because she now will be empowered with the story and the testimony of her own healing and miracle healing. May the prayers continue for her. May her healing be fast. May her pain be none. We declare painless and immediate and, and miraculous healing over her in the name of Jesus. And we say amen. So now let's begin with her prayer request. First prayer request. This comes from Marjorie. I'm asking for prayers for Natalie who has been battling stage four breast cancer for three years and now has masses on in her brain and neck. Bars Nation prayed for her back in March and she seemed to be doing better, but has gone downhill swiftly lately. 
She is only 42 years old and has a nine-year-old son. Please pray for her miraculous healing and her son, Josh, who is very distraught, as well as her husband, Tom. She is in ICU in Nashville. Thank you so much, Bars Nation and Scott, for your health healing prayers. I, I just want to point out as we start here, and I want everyone to own this in such a humble but yet amazing way, that when you read something like this, thank you so much, Bards Nation, for your healing prayers. The trust that people install when those words is profound. And this isn't desperation. Even in here, they speak of testimony to where there was healing. And I, I want, I hope you hear that in a beautiful way to know that what we're part of in our humbling way that we approach these and in the war that we're waging against the demonic and in the declaration of healing, because God produces us in this world to be, not to be sick. That's not God's way. Sickness and ailment are not of God. They're truly of the darkness and of a corrupted and fallen world. And so when you hear these, here we have somebody who's in ICU, she's in the hospital, and yet the prayer is being handed off to Bar's Nation to be the true healers because the, the true physician is God. So just a comment, just to put in people's hearts this morning, which I think is amazing. And by the way, there's an amazing sunrise coming up here. I'm sitting looking at the sunrise coming up over the mountain, which is beautiful. Okay. Father God, I just want to lift prayers this morning for Natalie. Father, we're praying into a mother, a mother of a, a young boy, a nine years old, and, we're, and who has a father and, or a husband named Tom. This is a family now that's being ravaged by a darkness that has taken over the, the mother and the wife and trying to take her down and, and destroy her. Father, we take this and all of she is to the throne and we raise her up this morning and we breathe life into her heart and we breathe restoration into her heart. And so, so Father, in this critical moment, we're beginning with a sense of rescuing because she's in ICU and she's... The stage four cancer that they're speaking is ultimately a death curse to begin with because everything they're going to be speaking upon her is going to be about timelines and terminal terminal issues. So, Father, we speak this and say we rebuke all of those death curses upon her. And instead, we speak life into her heart and we speak restoration into her heart. And in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare healing upon her. And we lift this up, and as we do, we pray Holy Spirit flows through her from head to toe and toe to head. And then what she, however she is infected, wherever those tumors are, we just reject them and push them out. Cleanse her from head to toe and toe to head. And that this healing will be so profound and so shaking that the tumors on her brain will be gone. The tumors in her neck are gone. We're just seeing this all removed as we pray life into her. And then in this moment where it all seems impossible, this is where you do the greatest work, Father. So we're asking you, Father, on this day, in this moment, that you bless her with life. And Jesus, we just ask that you can make your presence known, to have her witness you in the fullness of who you are, to place your hand upon her as we pray upon her, to see a miracle of healing that is unlike anything the hospital's seen, a true restoration of her body, a going from the edge all the way back to fullness of life. And may this become a testimony and a strengthening of her that she speaks the word Jesus into the world in the most profound way. Father, we pray for the heart of her son and the heart of her husband, Tom. We pray for the heart of the son who has despair in his heart. We rebuke that. And we, instead, we speak to Tom. We speak to her son. Speak life into your mother, into your wife. Speak life. Pray life upon her. Don't think, don't listen to the death curses of the hospital. And as we lift this up and we pray life into, 
life into Natalie and life into into her husband, Tom, and life into the son. We raise this family up. We place a hedge of protection around this family, and we pour. We ask for the Holy Spirit to flow in and to heal them and restore them, truly, from head toe to head and head to toe. And so, Father, we also ask with your blessing to dispatch healing angels who can sit around Natalie and pray upon her and heal her and watch this restoration happen. And let this be a moment of great shaking for the hospital, a shaking to the very root of how they see and perceive healing, to realize that their methods and put their methods all in question of every doctor and nurse in the hospital. Let them witness the true power and miracle of the living God. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Please pray for Mike at this time, a non-believer. He is a neighbor and a friend who had just now stopped by to inform me that his throat cancer came back in his lungs. I asked him if, he, if I could pray for him and also send this request to Bars Nation prayer team. He immediately said, yes, he is scared. Thank you, Terry. Father, it's amazing how we can work. For this man who is currently a non-believer will soon become one. Father, we're asking for a blessing upon Mike and a blessing of blessings. And Jesus, we just ask for your presence to be known that in whatever form, that as we pray this blessing in the Mike and we pray life into Mike's heart, let the love of the body of Christ flow into him. Let him know the origins of this healing, a healing that comes from those that walk with Jesus and now pray life into you. And Mike, we declare that you're restored in the name of Jesus. And let this be the first step in your awakening to the power of our Lord and Savior. And Jesus, I just, we ask that you can make your presence known, for that he can be witness to the king, witness to the power of the true power of love and forgiveness. And Father, we pray upon Mike, a hedge of protection around him that will now protect him from any attacks of the demonic, whether known or unknown, whether intended or unintended. We break those ties and sever those bonds and cast them out at the feet of Jesus. And instead now we breathe life of, and the Holy Spirit power of healing within him and, we, and as we speak life into the heart, Mike, you're being, you're truly are now being restored within you. We cast out the fear in your heart. This isn't a time for fear. This is a time for you to meet Jesus and to have fearless walk within this, to understand that these trials can easily overcome because we are a God of miracles. We are a children of a God of miracles. We, are, we have a God who overcomes all things. And so now, Mike, step into this path, and we, we pray into you that you can feel this miracle healing, and may this moment be a moment of restoration, not only of your body, but your soul, your spirit, and your mind. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Father, God, thank you for saving me. Where there was hurt, you breathed life into me. I come before you and humbly I lay my sins before you, Father, and I repent in the name of Jesus. I ask that you light my path so I may light others and spread your gospel in my daily walk. Father, I pray for continued strength for, the, my, for your remnant. I pray for the 231 to stay steadfast in their mission, to bring life to our Constitution, to bring your land and your people back to you. Father, I pray for Doc, Pete, Joe, his dog and the remnant team, Father, may their may their light and and their strength bring more people into the fight for kingdom, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray may they may hunger for you, Jesus. That the, the enemy be robbed of any plan for them, and instead they speak that Jesus, 
Jesus, Jesus, your word is Isaiah 54, 17 promises, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Father God, I pray for Scott Kesterson and his sisters, Michelle and Leah Svensson. May they continue to grow your family in Christ. May those who hear their voices be filled with the Holy Spirit of faith and hope. May any words or actions against them be nullified under the banner of Christ. May they continue to bring you your word around the world to deliver the masses and help break the spells of the enemy. Father God, I pray for Greg Gibson as he leads his team into Eagle Pass to protect the border. In Peter 3.15, may we always be ready to give a defense of the faith that is not in you. I pray for the children, Father God. I pray against any hurt caused. I pray that anyone seeking to harm them has, has a Jesus encounter and sets them free. Father, I pray for the opportunities to stand for the children. I pray for the families, both blood family and families in Christ, to step into the gap and to raise up against the plans of the enemy. Let us be Jesus' army for the children. Hold on, sorry, lost my way. Father, we rebuke the enemy and his plan, rob them of, of their innocence. Let us seek you, Father God, with your wisdom and guidance. Father, we will fight. I thank you, Father, for the sacrifice of your son so we may be forgiven. I thank you, Jesus, for the pain you endured and for the blood you shed for us. I pray for those who are turning away from the fight to engage with us, Father. I pray that a nudge become a push to rise up the glory of kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Men, Kim Lumba. It's a very beautiful prayer. A lot in there. Father God, I just want to raise up, begin today by raising up Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers and the efforts that he's done down on the border. And in this time, as he has given his heart and his soul to keeping them safe. May he be blessed and anointed in this hour, protected by literally heaven's special forces. This will surround him, protect him, lead him, and may his words echo far beyond the flesh and into the spirit that people will hear him and be stirred to action by him, not in the, in the sword of steel, but in the sword of the spirit to wage war in the spiritual realms and to join him in these fight against the darkest of evil. Father, we pray for all of those heading to the border, the convoy and the assembly of people to come to the border and to hear this hour is not one of war in the flesh, but of war in the spirit, to come there for revival, to come here to speak and stand at the border, to use their horns as the shofars and whatever shofars they have, to blow the horns on the border, to shake the root of evil, to disrupt evil and to turn and force the enemy to turn upon itself. Father, we lift up this group as a mighty army now assembling for the right reasons, for the reasons of God and country, and most importantly, to stand there in unison in the body of Christ, to see each other not in the differences, but in the unity in which we are as we cast away the division and de deviousness of a darkened hand of an ancient evil. Father, we raise up Rob Parker, Pastor Rob Parker, who is now closing his church to go and join Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers to be there and to assemble and to do deliverance and turn this into a revival on the border. 
until we raise up his vision, which he sees this as the greatest revival in the history of America as we bring people to Christ that are flowing across. It becomes one of the great ambushes of all time. Truly, in the true sense of Habakkuk, when people are now flooding into the country to do damage and destruction, you are delivering them from this evil and you are leveling death to those that choose to bring evil to another. This is a critical time and hour in our nation. Father, we pray for the believers and non-believers. We pray for the believers to become deeper in you, to turn to you and to turn to their neighbor now, to pray for their neighbor, to pray for their brother, and to guide this hour in such a critical time to put more eyes on you and less eyes on an evil state. Father, we pray for Greg Gibson and his team that are going to the border. We bless them. We ask that within them is the true sense of mission, the sense of wielding the sword of spirit first. And that may anybody going there with the, with the desire for war, may that war be one in the spirit that you're waging with from a righteousness and then any actions that they lead by their hand are led by you, Father. For those federal troops and those infiltrators and those troublemakers, we rebuke you and we bind you. And your actions now that you come to with a malice in your heart, we turn that heart into the one of an encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And may this be so overwhelming to you that you find each and every one that comes with malintentions to be broken before the feet of Jesus, to sit there with a weeping and a realization that the power of love is greater than any evil they can bring. And so we protect this movement, we protect this group with a massive hedge of protection hedge of protection anchored in the blood of Christ. And we encircle them with this and we pray into this, Father. We lift them up. And this hedge of protection is so profound that we declare upon this hedge of protection that anybody seeking to do harm to them will find instead an experience with Jesus so profound that it will leave them forever changed, that they will forever now be unable to lift an evil hand against those that walk in faith. Father, we bless them in this hour. We thank you for the prayer request for myself and for Michelle and for Leah. And we ask that your blessing will continue to bless all of those that come to these this locations on the web, this assembly of the fellowship, that our words be continued to be your words, that our words are always guided by your hand, and that what we speak are those things that people need to hear, and it will be in words of empowerment, words of, of inspiration, words that lift people up, words that challenge the evil, words that light the righteous fires, words that literally raise up the mightiness of the sword of the spirit so that we can now fight glorifully in the, in the spirit realms to slay the evil, to crush strongholds, to break fortresses and destroy them, and to free those that are bound and tied to the darkness. May we continue the pursuit, all of us, to set ourselves free, to keep ourselves free, and to set others free. And in those places, to truly raise up such a mightiness in the glory of Christ that a nation shakes in joy of him and the evil runs in the fear of what is to come. For in this hour, Father, we are truly speaking into the hearts of the warrior Christ, the mightiness of what that is, driven by love, but a love that is powerful and mighty that no evil can withstand. We say these things in your, in your name. We say these things in the name of your Son and our Savior and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I need prayers for my husband. He's been transferred to hospital, to a hospital 100 miles away with a bone infection. That's Sierra Poodle. 
Father God, we're praying into the heart of Sierra Poodle to begin with, because I'm sure this is very destabilizing and unsettling. Her husband is not near. It's not easy to get there. And so we begin, Father, with a prayer for, for fearlessness in her heart and to turn into, turn into you in a great way. And we pray for resources and support of everything that Sierra Poodle needs to stay at her husband's side. Father, we pray into Sierra Poodle's husband. We lift him up and we pray a hedge of protection around him and we pray life into him. And we rebuke any of the demonic forces that are within him. And as we speak life, we speak the Holy Spirit life that flows through him. And that flows through him. There's a massive and miracle healing. And Father, we ask for the dispatch of, of, of healing angels to surround him and to to pray upon him and to lift him up and to see the restoration of the flesh into the perfection that it was intended to be. And may the love of these two truly be the bond that brings them. So Sierra Puno, we speak to you and say, you need to speak life into your husband, pray life into him. You need to lay hands upon him, pray life into him. And even if it's a hundred miles away, no matter what it takes to get there by his side, to put your hands upon him, to put your hands upon his heart and speak life and tell him as you speak to him, I love you. Speak love into him. Whew. That's it. Father, we just need to we, we pray for the love, the power of love, the gospel of love that will truly fill him. And in so doing, to restore him and Lift him up to where he can be yet another testimony to the miracles of the living God. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Please say a prayer. Please say a prayer for Ivan Ranklin, our favorite deep state marauder that put, puts the truth out for us from the D.C. swamp. He's a true hero. He had an accident sledding with his son, over the weekend, we need him in the fight for good versus evil. Janice. Um, Lieutenant Colonel retired Ivan Ranklin was on a toboggan, a sled, a sledding with his son. He hit a bump and flew about three feet in the air. When he landed, he his foot stuck and he snapped his his leg right below the knee, or right at the shin. It was a clean, complete, clean break. They had to put a steel rod in there. We did praying for him last week. He's healing quickly, but we need him healed faster than that. And he's doing well. So let us pray. Father God, we pray into Lieutenant Colonel retired Ivan Ranklin. He is a true marauder of the deep state against the deep state in D.C., and we need him. So, Father, we lift him up in prayer. We speak life into his heart, and we speak the power of Jesus and healing into him. This is a true warrior. He has the fight of a warrior. And so, Father, we, we pray into him and lift him up that this attack upon him will not succeed in any form. Let the miracles of healing overcome the world around him in such a profound way that they see this man, which they thought would be down and out of the fight, restored and coming back twice as vicious, twice as intense, twice as committed. May the power of the Holy Spirit settle upon him. And as we prayed upon him in Bardsfest, may we pray upon him now. May we pray upon him the power and the intensity of a true loving warrior in the true sense of a warrior of kingdom, one that takes no prisoners in the sense of deceit and evil, one that demands truth, one that holds people accountable, one that reminds every person he encounters of their devi deviations from the nation and from God. And may the power of Holy Spirit overcome him to where even Scripture begins to speak from his tongue. May this be an incredible moment, Father, an incredible moment where he truly is lifted up 
and he is restored within the glory of the kingdom, that the power and glory of, of, heavenly, of the Holy Spirit flows through him and, and from head to toe and toe to head. And may that spark of life now that he's preparing as well to join Pete Chambers at the border be one of overcoming, to be able to stand and look the enemy in the eye and declare that I have overcome this as we will overcome this moment as a nation. Father God, we pray into healing and declare healing upon Ivan Ranklin in Jesus' name. Amen. Every healing that happens becomes a testimony, which is amazing. Good morning, Bard's family. I have two prayer requests this morning. The first is for my mother of two young children who doctors have basically given up on and spoke death into her. Into her. This woman, Gabriella, has some type of intestinal disorder with the intestines where the intestines do not absorb any nutrients and are functioning properly. She is currently about 80 pounds. She is trying to hang on to hope. But the doctors have told her that the next step is hospice care. So there is a strong need for the, Lord, for the Lord's healing, but there is also a piece of this. She is not a Christian and, and not of Christian faith. She is Jewish, and if, and if Jesus would appear to her and heal her, she can give testimony to Jesus Christ, the healer. Amen. I love these. This is how we literally bring the power of kingdom into people's lives, even at the last. But this isn't going to be the last. This instead is a new beginning. And this is a prayer to rebirth somebody even at 80. Father God, we speak life into Gabriella. And in this moment in time when she has been surrounded by spellcasters and death wishers, they're telling her there's nothing that can be done to her intestinal disorder. We say, yes, there can be. For this is, this is where the true physician, the only true physician, Father, you can intervene. And so we declare healing upon her. As we speak life into her heart and speak life into her body and speak life into this intestinal disorder, we cast out any of the darkness and the infections that have occurred. We sever the ties of the demonic that have taken root within here. And this is a demonic attack. This is where the power of Jesus heals. And those entry points around her, literally like portals coming from her backside, we are now casting them and cutting them off and casting to the feet of Jesus as we lay our hands upon her and we seal those entry points, heal them and seal them, and we strengthen her armor. Jesus, we're asking your presence to be made with Gabriella, that she can witness you in the fullness of who you are, that in her faith, where, wherever she is, is irrelevant. This is a child of the Most High. And we're now asking for restoration in her completely, both in the spirit and in the flesh. So, Jesus, we ask that you make your presence known, that she has an encounter with you in dream or in presence that is so profound and so knowing deep within her that she understands who our, our Lord and Savior is, who is the King. And let this moment be one of, true, of a true change and, and transformation, that regardless of her faith, that she sees you as King and she embraces that power of healing within her as a result. Let this be a twofold hit. One to restore her, to give her testimony into the world in the physical, and one to restore her spiritually, to give testimony into the world to you, Jesus, as you as king. So, Father, we lift Gabriella up. We surround her with the power of Holy Spirit. We surround her with a hedge of protection anchored in the blood of Christ. 
that all these things are transformative within her life as she truly feels the power of Holy Spirit flows through her and there can be no doubt where this healing comes from. Our prayers are for total restoration. Our prayers are for total healing and salvation. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Continuing on, same same person is, and all this is from Wayne Ludwig. The second request is for a vaccine injured person. His name is his name is Bessie. He is a uh, he is forty years old and can no longer function in life and his job. A hospital has told him to try and get disability. The same hospital that told him to take the vaccine. He has a wife and two young children, but is not is no longer able to work. I have told him about Dr. Lee Merritt's protocol for this, but prayers are definitely needed. Thanks, Bard's family, and may God bless you all. Also have a happy belated birthday to you, Scott Wayne Ludwig. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you for the blessings. So his name is Bessie. Father God, we bring to you today a 40-year-old man and father, husband, father, and, and a man of God, or a man of this moment and a man of God. He, he will be either way. To come before you has been injured by the vaccine. Father, we pray upon this, um, a prayer of healing upon his heart as we speak life into him. And we cast out the spell castings and, and that have been tied to him, these sort of deep spiritual ties that have come from hospitals that convince people to do a true evil to their body. And so we surround him truly with the voices of angels. And we pray that heaven will dispatch healing angels around him to sing the hymns within him, to fill him truly with the word, and to restore his, the depths of who he is. Father, in a part of this process, there is a process of repentance. And when we get to a place like this where people face the consequences of a decision, repentance is there. May that door be opened. And Jesus, may that door be opened by you. That your presence be there before him, that they may witness you in a most powerful sense that will bring him truly to the weeping and the love, of the, in the overwhelming sense of love, to restore and truly to heal who he is. Father, we pray upon this family. We pray life. And may this family now be speaking life. May the children and the wife speak life into their father and husband. And may they speak life into him and lift him up. And may the the all the things that this vax represents be cast out of his body. This is a difficult time, Father. And we're praying now for these miracles of incredible miracles that people say can't be done. And we pray against that spirit that is telling us this vax is terminal. This vax cannot be healed. This vax is in the end of it. We fought that fight. And where we are now is we now pivot to say we can do anything in your name if you so choose and if it is your will. So, Father, we pray into Bessie and, to his, and declare a total and miraculous healing over him. And with this, an experience is overwhelming and so profound that the true sense of the glory of our King fills him and he becomes testimony into the world, more testimonies of the power of the living God to overcome the impossible and to restore us into the perfection of what you intend us to be. And we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> I find this, in this hour, I think it's very important. We're going to do a prayer on this right now, in fact. Father God, we're just going to pray against the spirit of no and the spirit of I can't and the spirit of impossible. 
These things are now prevalent in our language as we speak the words COVID or we speak the words shot or death shot or vaccine. We hear that spirit speaking to us, you cannot overcome me, it says. It says, you cannot defeat me. And we rebuke this. And in the name of Jesus, we rebuke this and cast this into the lake of fire, for this is a pure lie. This spirit took root into people that said the same thing, saying, you can't survive without me. And sadly, people heard this and followed. This was the Pied Piper of our time that led people astray and led them into their own mortality and shortness of life. But Father, we rebuke that spirit now. We sever its ties and we take it onto the strongholds and the principalities in which it comes from. And in those strongholds and principalities, we raise our hands and we say no more and we cast you out in the name of Jesus. For our words are speak, the words in the spirit are heard by our Father. And as we speak into this, we are speaking life into the stronghold of death and we break those walls like Jericho. And as we pray into this, we watch truly the foundations of this stronghold fall. We hear the demons scream, and as they should, because we are blowing the horns in the, of, of our time. We are blowing the shofars into the heavenly realms. Our voices echo like the horns of Gideon. And as we shake those strongholds and we break the, the strongholds in which you are, we collapse your fortresses and sever the ties and binds to the people. You have no more power here in our realm. And we rebuke that and take any power back that you try to steal, we take it back to us. For we are the children of the Most High. And in this hour, it is the children of the Most High that stand and reveal themselves before you. May the demons quake and shake upon this hour and realize that we are here now to truly stand for the healing and restoration of a nation. And the damage done by this shot will not be limited by anything other than, than your will, Father. For there is no more control that the demonic has upon these people. And may our prayers now begin the foundation of a restoration of a nation to truly shake. And let us all believe truly the power which we have in this very moment in time to rebuke and destroy the demonic stronghold upon people's lives that have taken this shot. We will find you if you need help. We will restore you if you reach out. We will raise our you up in prayers. And we are praying now for a massive restoration in this nation. And Father, be it your will, every person that we pray for, every encounter we have with Vax injured, and even more, let our prayers echo beyond that. Let them be restored. Let them be healed. Let them be healed with the full knowledge and glory, and that each one witness the power of our Savior, our King, Jesus, to understand truly the moment in which we're in, that this is a moment that forgiveness is given, but let that power of forgiveness settle into their hearts to produce a moment of repentance. A weeping, a glorious weeping of the returning to heaven, returning to home. Let the clouds fall from their eyes, the scales be cast off, and let the true healing within their body be done. And with each of these, each person that the enemy counted on, on dying early, sacrificing themselves through a painful process, unfortunately by bad decision, let all that be undone, and let we steal back from the enemy that which is of kingdom to free these souls, to lift them up, and to seek their full restoration in mind, body, soul, and spirit. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. We declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. That spirit out there is strong, and it's seated deep within all of the thinking and within too many. It's a spirit that keeps saying to people, you can't, you can't overcome, I'm greater than you, meaning greater than Father. We know it's a lie. We know it's a lie, and we have to totally believe and put our faith in Father to overcome it. 
and continue to fight against it, to cast it out, and to bind it and send it to the lake of fire. Baby Carter update. Keep those prayers coming. Carter is out of surgery. Doctor said he flew off the heart and lung machine, was an uneventful surgery for what he was, has everything went, everything went great. Now it's up to him in the next few days to fight, but we are celebrating well with my soul. Maybe Carter had to have a heart surgery. I think there was a hole in the heart or a valve problem. Father God, we lift up this child, baby Carter, and we celebrate this child of a gift from you into this world and for this family. And we pray life into this child. We pray restoration, healing into this child. And we pray a deep knowledge into this child of where the source of healing came from. And may that knowledge be so deep and so profound within it's like writing into the DNA of this child becomes one who seeks you and lifts him, lifts up his eyes to you and begins to speak the truth of healing and restoration. And may you anoint this child with the gift of healing. May the gift of profound healing. May our ceiling be his floor as he's now experienced the healing of a miracle hand and the glory in this hour in his early days. May they be formative for the rest of his life and may he be exposed to, lifted up, trained by Holy Spirit to be a true healer in our time. Father, we pray for the family. We continue to pray for the love that surrounds this child. And may this family truly be filled with the knowledge and love of what the gifting of this child is, greater than them, greater than this family. But this child is starting a path now that needs to be nurtured and lifted. He needs This child needs Holy Spirit around them, and this child needs prayers. This child needs lifting up. This family needs to get deeper into the Word. And this child needs to be brought up truly in the foundations of the Word to be step into the true anointing, the true belief, the true power of the healings of Jesus. And we declare these things over baby Carter. We declare these things over this family in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, family. Can I ask for prayers for my brother, Brian Roberts? He has throat cancer and is in the hospital. He has been there for about 10 days and he is not getting any good answers. He is mad and frustrated. We have been praying for him now for many months. God bless, heal. God, please heal Brian and bring him home. Thank you, family. He is not vaccinated, Crafty Nut. Okay, Crafty Nut. We're happy to pray for your brother. Father God, I'm just going to pray into the brother of Crafty Nut, Brian Roberts, this day. And we speak his name and we speak his name into heaven and we lift him up. And as we speak his name, we speak healing into his body and into his throat. And Brian, we're just going to speak into your heart and we're going to say, you have to let go of this anger and your frustrations. Turn your eyes to God. You're not getting answers because you're not in a place that can give you answers. And the answers that you need don't rest in the walls of the hospital. They rest within the book and the word. That's a word. So Brian, turn your eyes into the, into the book. Read from beginning to end. Read and let the words of God soak into you because he's the true physician and healer. And so, Brian, as we speak life into you, we speak restoration into your body and let this be deep and knowledgeable within you to know where the origins of true healing are. And as we pray life into you, we're also praying healing into that wound, the frustrations that you're carrying, the anger that you're carrying, that this body of yours isn't working as it should, that doctors aren't able to solve the problem 
but the problem is not there. The problem is in your heart. And the problem is in the need to turn to the right source of healing. So again, get into the word and turn to Jesus. Jesus, we ask for your presence here to make your presence known as we place our hands around Brian. We just ask that Brian has a profound encounter with you, an incredible one that will open his eyes to the glory of kingdom in the most deep and personal way. Let the love of kingdom flow through him. And Brian, we pray love and speak love and breathe love into your heart. Love of forgiveness, love of compassion, love for the family that you have that loves you so much. And may the love of your family continue to surround you and lift you up. And may you start hearing that love in every part of your life, seeing it and witnessing it around you because there's so much love. Crafty, you know, this prayer is also speaking to you that you need to speak life into your brother. And you need to break off the spell cast that are within the hospital because no answer is also answers of death. They're part of death curses that go on there. Speak life into your brother. Speak life and speak life. Have all families speak life into him and pray life into your brother. So, Father, we lift up Brian Roberts. We surround him with a hedge of protection, anchored in the blood of Christ. We fill his heart with life and love as we breathe both of those into him. And we declare his healing, a miraculous healing in the name of our King and Savior, Jesus. Amen. Please pray for 20-year-old Naomi. She was continuously vomiting and passed out. She was admitted for anemia. Her mom was praying a blood trans her mom was praying a blood transfusion was not necessary. Naomi's iron infusion raised her hemoglobin to 0.01 until hemoglobin 0.1 unit to 6.6 hemoglobin below the 6.5 life threatening. Okay, update. Naomi did receive a blood transfusion. Pray for the Lord to clear to cleanse the blood physically and spiritually. The hemoglobin level doubled. I don't know what the GI doc diagnosed, but Naomi's mom, Lori, is not receiving it. She is asking for a miraculous healing and life over Naomi, who is severely restricted in her diet and home resting. Thanks, Christine Taylor. There's all sorts of stuff going on here. Father God, we're praying into Naomi. This is interesting. The Taylors are doing some great work up there, and I'm stunned at the number of people around them that are needing prayer. This is a regional and environmental thing. Father God, we're just praying into Naomi. I was praying into her body, into her, to all that is in her and her blood. And the core of all things is the blood. And so, Jesus, we just ask now that with, with your blessings and prayers, we declare healing over the blood. And we declare the blood of Christ over Naomi. And may this blood flow over her and through her to restore her to the fullness of the body of Christ. We speak life into her. We speak Jesus into her. We speak love into her. And we pray a hedge of protection around Naomi. As we breathe life and Jesus and love within her, we raise her up as Holy Spirit flows through her. And we cast off any of the demonic connections. We break them. We run our hands down her spine and down her back. We sever those ties and bonds and cast them to the feet of Jesus. I keep seeing like these nanotech things in her. I don't know what that is. So, Father, whatever that is, that foreign 
invasion in her body. We, we rebuke it and cast it out and we cleanse it just like a Holy Spirit fire that burns through her and cleanses her completely in her blood. And this new blood that's settling in, there seems to be something like into the marrow. So we speak life into the marrow of her very bones. This is dead bones rising. And we lift those up. And this is a restoration down to the very marrow of Naomi. We're speaking life into that as the Holy Spirit flows into that. And this is a deep and powerful healing, one in the deep spiritual sense as well, to pull that spirit from the depths of darkness, to pull it in. Naomi, we're sparking that spirit with life again. This is almost like raising the dead. There's something very dark here. And we're lifting it up and praying life into you and speaking life into you in the fullness of way as we pull that spirit and spark that spirit with the power of the righteousness of fire of Holy Spirit. And as we speak life into you, Naomi, we feel that spark and that fullness overcome you, the confidence in your life. We need the family to be breathing life and speaking life into her, praying life over her. And the mother, you're distraught. Turn your distraught away. Turn into the life and power of Jesus. You're part of this bond. We have to break the, the soul tie of negativity and doubt. We have to have you rebuild that tie into her, into your daughter, as gloriful as Father can bring to you. So, Jesus, we just ask for a presence for this family to witness you in the full glory of who you are. And may this moment be one of profound transformation within the family. And for the mother, it's important that you speak life into your daughter. Rebuke the, the, the evilness of the hospital. Don't allow negativity or spell casting around her, but now speak life and love. And whatever frustrations or trepidations you have in your heart, turn it over to, to Jesus and let that burden be removed. And we, we pray upon you for just that. That we also speak life into the mother, the mother to lift her up and to empower her and encourage her and to have truly the power and love of Holy Spirit flow through her from mother to daughter, such an important bond. So, Father, we, we lift these both up because this is a healing of two, not just of one. We lift both Naomi and her mother up and bless them and pray for them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Pray for the families and teammates of two Navy SEALs lost at sea while attempting to intercept an Iranian weapons smuggling ship on the night of January 11th. Navy Special Warfare Operator First Class Christopher J. Chambers and Navy Special Warfare Operator Second Class Nathan Great Gage Ingram. These men left a legacy of dedication, courage, and love of country. Blue Ridge Farming. Nice prayer. We did this earlier this week, and we will do it again. The story here is important because First Class Special Warfare Operator First Class Christopher J. Chambers and Special, for, Special Warfare Operator Second Class Nathan Gage Ingram. It's a story of truly giving one's life for another. And I want to highlight this because this is something that we're not focusing on enough in our time. One of the articles I read said, as he was trained, his buddy, his battle buddy fell into the water, so as he is trained, he jumped into the water to save him. That's not training. Okay, that's love. And we need to be very clear because you don't just training jump off and die for your somebody. That would be mechanical. And again, that's what they always want you to, they don't want you to hear these words. This is love for another and a love for another so great and so grand that you will give your life for another. This is a true sacrifice. He knew the odds of saving him were going to be slim, but that didn't even go through his mind. His focus was on saving his brother. So that's the spirit that we need to pull from this. So in their honor, we also pray that that spirit will come in to many 
they read this story and understand the depths of it. May this prayer and may their story and legacy spark that of the true sense of love for your brother and love for another, that there's no greater gift than to lay your life down for another. So, Father God, we raise up the families and the legacy of each of these men. Special Warfare Operator First Class Christopher J. Chambers and Navy Special Warfare Operator Second Class Nathan Gage Ingram. May their sacrifice be one of memory and legacy that will settle in to the many that understand that story, that they will see it without even having to be told. They understand the depths of sacrifice given by them to truly have laid one's life down for another and to do so selflessly. May the families be honored with that legacy of knowledge. And though the pain is difficult to lose fathers or husbands and both in these families, may these families be lifted up. May they be surrounded by the healing angels. And may, they, may the, we pour in the love that we can with each, each of these families to heal their hearts. This is a difficult loss. These are difficult, difficult, difficult losses, and they're not easily replaced. So, Father, we pray into these these two, these two amazing special operators that, again, have done a courageous thing, a mission that we know little about. We, we can only go by the stories told, but the mission is not important. Let us not focus on the mission. Let us focus on the men. Let us not focus just on the men either, but let us focus on the spirit within the men. They give an example of what the true sense of love is for another one, for another the true sense of laying our lives down. And may that message settle into us all in this critical hour of a nation to be inspired by two that can lead a nation of many into having the same martyrdom and beautiful spirit of love for one another. We declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayers up for nine-year-old, for a nine-year-old named Allie. It's Lisa Stewart Grant's daughter, she was mauled by a six-year-old shepherd mix, completely ripped up her face. She's had two reconstruction surgeries and will likely need two to three more this coming week. The morphine they were giving her is shutting down her kidneys, and now they're giving her steroids to jumpstart her kidneys, and that is blocking the, the fentanyl they switched her to instead of morphine. Man, this is like... Unbelievable. And if you could please prayers for prayers for dog mom and her boss and, and his family. She was informed today that she had stage four cell, uh, small cell lung cancer currently going through chemo. DJ Shaw. Father, these prayers, when we do prayers for the innocents that are damaged, in such evil attacks just rake our heart. Father, we're praying for a miracle of healing of a most profound kind. We're praying for a complete restoration of this nine-year-old child and a wiping of the devastating memories that were put upon her. So, Father, we... Now pray these things in the declaration of our Savior, and we declare them before the throne, that this child, this nine-year-old child, Allie, be completely healed, that the drugs being used upon her will not cause damage, but instead this healing will now be profound and immediate, that witnessing before the very doctors as we lay our hands upon her, we see the transformation of her body from damage to perfection as she was. 
we see the Holy Spirit flow through her and cleanse her body of the damaging drugs to purify her inner, inner body back to the perfection that it was. We cast out these darkness of the, of the chemicals, the morphines, the fentanyls. And we take this child. And Jesus, we just ask that you hold this child and hold this child as she is and as she was and so that we can produce a healing of a timeline. And we step into that timeline before the accident, before the dog. And whatever is in this dog, whatever was the demonic angle to attack a child, we rebuke that evil and we sever the ties of that evil that is now trying to make an echo and a footprint upon this family, a stain that will carry on this child for life. We sever that tie. We sever that tie and we cast it to the lake of fire. Whatever that dog is, that memory is now being reshaped. We're weakening that demon because this isn't a dog. This is a demon, a demon that went after a nine-year-old child and using a dog as its vehicle. And we cast that demon out and you will list roast in the lake of fire for eternity. Father, we ask for healing angels to surround her and to lift her up. And we place a hedge of protection around her and we speak life into her heart. We speak restoration into her body, into her flesh. And we pour love within us in our prayers now to overwhelm her in such a miraculous way that truly she's lifted up and we can just literally watch the scars be healed, the face be refigured and totally to restore her body to the fullness and glory that it is. Jesus, we ask now that you can place that glorified, that perfect child that she was back into her heart to feel the spark and the joy of that child that was, that this demon tried to steal. And may those fears and those scars that are left be healed and we run the blood of Jesus over them like a salve to temper them and tone them and to push them out of the distant memory so that she's not burdened by that weight anymore. Let her see herself in the mirror as the glorified child of God that she is. And Jesus, may there be a profound encounter with her in this moment that she may be filled fully with Holy Spirit, that she may be filled fully with your love. In our hands now, we sit above her, we see a transformation of her flesh into the perfection of the child she was. Father, we declare this healing in the name of Jesus, a miraculous healing. This is the type of healing that few ever witness. And in this hour, we come to you before the throne and we plead this healing in the name of Jesus. And may the family breathe life into this child and take the burdens of fear away. And may the family be lifted with the gloryful love of kingdom, that they understand the power of breathing life into their daughter, the power of breathing restoration into their daughter. Break off the spell cast of the doctors, and may the doctors themselves that are performing these surgeries be overwhelmed with the glory of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. May this child be a child of restoration in the hearts of many. And we speak these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we also pray for dog mom. Who has now been informed that she has stage four small cell lung cancer. And we rebuke all of that. And dog mom is going to speak to you to go and check out Dr. Lee Merritt's site on cancer protocols. It's so important because so much of cancer is a parasitic by her research. And so we speak life into you and we speak life into your healing we, we cast out any of the demonic infections that are there. We just ask that you'll look at two things because these are two things that constantly are working. And these two things are the things of shifting your diet to a carnivore diet for a period of time 
and getting onto the cancer protocols that Dr. Lee Merritt has laid out for antiparasitics. Follow that. The chemo is going to is the destruction force. It's not the healing. Sadly, there's only one percent difference between those that follow chemo and those that don't, meaning only one percent get better from those that don't. So we we just we're rebuking that, and if you can step away from that, it is so important. And that is your choice, and you have to follow that choice in your heart because we're not doctors. We don't wear white coats, and we don't play one on TV. But the truth of the matter is that this is pray into this and pray into healing and restoration within your body. And we pray life into you. We pray restoration into you. We pray no need for any more chemo into you. And we lift you up in the name of Jesus and surround you truly with a hedge of protection and to restore your body in the fullness that it is. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. One of these fine lines that we always have to walk because so many will say there's no proof that cancer is, is parasitic. People will say there's no proof that antiparasitics work. There's increasing medical research that shows that it does, but that's not the point. I strongly believe that between certain protocols that are non-evasive like that and the power of where we sit in prayer, we have the answers to cure cancer. They're already before us. Unfortunately, that runs headlong into a billion, billion dollar industry of trying to destroy people through using every medical thing possible. And it's created a massive industry that doctors themselves make major kickbacks on, on these chem chemotherapies. So that's something to pray into every time to understand that when I say things with the conviction that I do, I believe it. But I also know that people have to take that in because we aren't doctors. And if... And we're not giving medical advice. We're giving spiritual healing advice, which is very different. Maybe I need to wear, I need a, I could, a God, God doctor coat. I don't know what that looks like. I have to imagine that one out. That'd be pretty good. Put on my like barred sweatshirt or something. Maybe that'll work. Dear fellow prayer warriors, I'm afflicted with severe emphysema COPD. My respiratory status is declining. I'm praying for increased lung function. The ability to care for the property I've been given to steward. The ability to stay in the fight and to pro and proclaim your glory. To be able to use the skills that you've blessed me with. In Jesus' name, God bless Jazzy J. Jazzy J, you're always in our chat. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. All right, Jazzy J, we got to get you healed because we got to get you back to doing the whole thing. Father God, we're just going to pray into Jazzy J. We're going to pray life and restoration to Jazzy J. And we're just going to breathe the breath of life into Jazzy J's lungs. And we're going to have Jazzy J breathe out all that was and expel that into the world. And as we breathe life and Holy Spirit in, Jazzy J, you need to breathe in Holy Spirit and exhale out all that was. And let Holy Spirit restore your lungs and your capacity. Father, we're just going to open up those lungs and we're going to let the flow of truly the kingdom oxygen flow in to start healing everything within that lung structure to get rid of the emphysema and to stop the COPD. So Father, again, we pray, pray life into Jesse J. Life and restoration within the heart, the love of Jesus. And we surround Jesse J with a hedge of protection and lift Jesse J up and anchor that hedge of protection in the blood of Jesus. And as we do that, we just pray, Father, that you'll dispatch 
healing angels around Jazzy J to continue the healing and the restoration of the depths of the lung. This is about breath, and breath is life, and the life of, and that is being taken away. And so we rebuke that, and that's a demonic, that's a spirit of suffocation. And there it is. So, Jazzy J, you need to come out of agreement with the spirit of suffocation, and you need to speak life over you. As we speak life over you, we rebuke that demon of the spirit of suffocation. We cast it out into the lake of fire and sever its tie, and we restore that that wound and, and heal that wound and restore that armor. So, Father, we're breathing life into Jazzy J and lifting Jazzy J up. And as we do, we just pray for the, the blood of Jesus to flow over Jazzy J. And Jesus, just pray for an encounter with Jazzy J to have a witness in a moment of this to see you as king before him. And lift him up in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, Scott and Bart's family. I would like a prayer for myself to continue to lead and guide my family with love and fill me with Holy Spirit so that I can be a blessing to others. Peel the scales off my eyes to see clearly the spiritual attacks coming at us. Pray to give me calm, clarity, and deal with the attack as it comes. My son Gavin and his spirit of confusion, sexuality, and shame, my husband Anthony and his depression, shame, and generational curses, and whatever may come in the future with my daughter, Ava, and me to go into the rooms I haven't wanted to enter. Thank you and bless you, Rachel McClintock. I think um, this is one of these cases where we have to be careful here. I speak this in love, Rachel McClintock, that part of what we're seeing here uh, when you say what is to come, for example, with my daughter, do not spell cast a future. What is to come is the glory of God as we pray into your daughter, Ava. For your son, Gavin, in the spirit of confusion and sexuality and shame, or a spirit of sexuality and confusion, that's going to have a root, and we'll pray to break that root, but that root ultimately is going to be demonic, and that's a spirit that you're casting out. And wherever that's coming from, there's a portal which is possibly coming through your husband if he's dealing with shame and depression and generational curses. Those generational curses, all these things can be broken. But at the core of all of this, it gets fairly simple because all these things are we can mechanically work, but nothing's going to change ultimately until we put Jesus at the center of all things for healing. So the, the one thing we have to be careful of, and this is what I was saying, beginning to say, is that we don't start focusing on the these other issues around so much that we forget the center point of what everything centers on, except Jesus in your heart and through him be reborn. Because as we are reborn, there is no depression in heaven. There is no poverty in heaven, like we think of a spiritual poverty. There, there, isn't, there isn't the things of this earth. So when, when we, a testimony like this also is that there's so much anchoring into this broken and fallen world shift the paradigm of the family and may the family be raised up in the glory of our king so father we pray for, for rachel mcclintock and her family and we this prayer is one of a prayer of a hedge of protection around this family anchored in the blood of christ and we breathe life into this entire family and we declare these things in the name of jesus that each member of this family is touched by the power of holy spirit and truly floods life we declare this family in the name of kingdom and any demonic forces that are operating within, from the sun to the 
the teasings of the daughter, even to the darkness of depression of the husband. We cast you out and we rebuke you and cast you to the lake of fire. And for those that t- intend to linger or think that you can overcome, you are reminded of the authority of kingdom. For once you are told that this is property and control of kingdom, you must go. So we cast you out. We rebuke you and you must go. For to stay, the longer you stay, the greater the pain of the consequence of violating the laws of heaven. Father, we breathe life into each and every member of this family. For the husband, we breathe life. At the root of this is the love of Jesus. And so, Jesus, we ask for an encounter in this family of each and every one, the presence of you in a profound way, to witness you in dream or in waking vision, and to understand truly the root and power of the love that you bring, the forgiveness that's within kingdom, the love and mightiness of what the love and the sort of spirit of love means. The family, the generational curses and the, and the issues with the husband. This is very key to the family. And there's something there, and it seems like ties that may have even go to abuse within the past. So we break those ties off. And whatever those soul ties are, the husband, you need to, you're going to have to speak out of this. And as a wife, Rachel, you need to speak love and life into your husband. And you need to pray into breaking off what you know are these generational curses. You have to break them off. You have to cast them out and you constantly have to pray for them and you need to move your husband to the place of Jesus. So pray into your husband's heart to accept Christ and to come to the place of breaking off these generational curses, to be able to say, I break the soul tie with, I come out of agreement with, and rebuild and reforge your marriage in a loving way, both of you through the love of Jesus. And Rachel, you can start that process by breaking the soul tie off that you currently have and reforging that soul tie through the body of Christ that marriage begins to be reset and continue to pray for your husband. It will transform things. For the son who is dealing with gender confusion, we cast off that demon. We surround that son with the hedge of protection and we pray life into him and restoration into him. And Jesus, we ask for your presence to be made in such a profound way. For the son to heal can heal the family and the son can heal can heal the father. And for the daughter, whatever you're at, we rebuke any demonic attack around you. So this family is lifted up and there's a lot of chaos in this family because at the center of this, there needs to be a reset into the love of Jesus. So Father, we pray for a miracle of miracles that this family can, eyes can turn to you. And Jesus, we ask that you'll be there in presence to give them that presence of you so they all understand where they sit and to be broken from these ties and bonds that are holding them to the world that are having them look out rather than look within. And for Rachel, we pray strength into your heart, honesty into your heart, and to not lose focus onto your mission and commitment as a mother. You're trying to raise up your husband, protect your children. Understandable. Now pray life into each of them. Anchor yourself in the love of Jesus. Bring a, I don't know where you're at, but this just comes. Bring a Bible into the home. I see a founder's Bible coming into the home. And a founder's Bible going into the hands of your husband. That he can start reading it and being inspired again in the word and the relationship to our, our country. And may that be given to your, be available and given to your son and your daughter that they may each read in the word. It's important. So bless this family in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Um, please pray for my neighbors, Tara and Chris. Last night, Tara stated her dad, Ken, was dying. They have diagnosed a third cancer it is in the bone marrow. He has been Tara's best friend and only living and an only living parent. He is her counselor and a pillar 
for, for her young family. He is not jabbed. I prayed for, with Tara last night, declaring life and healing for him. I also prayed our father to be known to them, known as their own. Please water this, the year's seeds with your prayers. I did suggest again Dr. Lee Merritt's protocols and that they are their own due diligence on them. Pray against anxiety that afflicts Tara and her son, gratefully, Christine Taylor. So, Father, we pray for Tara and Chris. Um, and for their dad, who is Ken, who is dying. Father, this is as your will, but um, we, we pray for the, the rebuking of cancer and the cl- cleansing of the blood throughout this with, throughout Ken's body. We lift Ken up in the name of Jesus, and we pray life into Ken and restoration into Ken. And we pray that Tara and Chris will speak, breathe, pray life into Ken. It's very important because family around is the family that can bring life most most quickly. We place a hedge of protection around this family. We lift them up in prayer and we just pray truly the power of Jesus will be make their presence there. So Jesus, we're asking and declaring at this moment that you make your presence known, that they can witness you in dream or in waking vision in a profound way to shake them at the very core, to restore their faith in a deeper way than they've ever imagined and to bring them all to a weeping before the throne in repentance. And may this cleansing of the heart be part of the cleansing of the body and the soul and the restoration of this family. And we lift you up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Pray for Doc today. Big day that comes with grave danger. Big news being delivered on Tucker, Corey Terry. We need to continue to pray for Doc Chambers. It's a big deal. He's carrying a lot right now. He's got big things he's carrying and knowledge he's carrying that has put him in a very difficult position. He's like a one-man machine down there on the border trying to save a nation with deceit everywhere. But Doc truly is anointed. The word given last night that he's an apostle, that was given by Leah. Apostle is one that sets up churches. And he's also the word given, and I delivered this word, and I think Michelle did as well, a similar word, that he is part of resetting the principalities, if not the one that sits on the principality of governorship in the spiritual realm for Texas. Spirit and the flesh work differently. And God has seen Doc as something greater than just the man down there and a man, a dog, and a horse. In the spiritual realm, Doc is carrying tremendous authority. In fact, heaven, the words last night is that heaven dispatched their special forces to support Doc and to surround him. So, Father, we just pray into Doc Chambers and we pray a hedge of protection around him and continue to pray for the glory of heaven to surround him, that the God's, that the heaven's special forces will join Doc to keep him protected. And in this day, to give him the, the anointings and the power that every word he speaks will shake nations. And that he steps into that throne room May he hear the words necessary. And as he steps into the realm of the governorship and principalities, may his words shake the spiritual realm. May the, may the, the regents of old, the principalities of old, be cast out. And we pray against those principalities. As the spirit of Alamo arises, the old spirits that linger down there that are trying to lurk and cause problems, we rebuke you, we bind you, you we cast you out into the lake of fire. And the principalities that currently exist there that have been growing like Boba Fett 
in Star Wars, fat and happy. We're now cutting off your feed and watching you wither. And as we cast you out into the lake of fire, that throne now becomes, that controlling regent seat now becomes available. And we pray the anointing of God, of, of our Father upon Doc Chambers to be able to step into that, that position, that seat, and that his words now carry the weight of restoration, the weight of, of a warrior heart that rebukes the evil and has the people listen to his heart to bring revival to a border. May the true sense of the Green Beret now shine in, in heaven and in earth and may his heart be one that's seen not just as the man, but of the spirit of Christ that flows within him. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Please pray for Mary. She is a college freshman basketball player at a D1 university. She had bone graft earlier this week over a stress fracture in her foot. Pray comfort too. It was the one-year anniversary for her grandpa going to Jesus on, Jan on 17 January. I also pray for my niece, Rachel. She fractured her femur Sunday skiing. Her surgery went, to, went well, and she is home. Pray against trauma's access point. Additionally, she had a family member cover her head when she was young, thinking that smother, thinking the smother was funny. Root out the traumas in prayer. At the center of all things is how we accept the power of Jesus. And at the center of all things, as we pray into people, each of these places, people need more Jesus in their heart. We're all in one way or another burdened with traumas. And those traumas, as we bring it into prayer, the more that we are anchored in Christ, the greater the healing that happens. Because at the core of so many things, whether it's a childhood event or a moment, as we're stepping truly in the anointing of Christ, in the rebirth of that, we're literally casting so many things out because we are truly being reborn into the, into the family of our Father. So, Father, we're praying into Mary. Um, she had a bone graft earlier this week and a, over a stress fracture in her foot. We pray into her that with this, that there is a true focus on healing. And what this healing happens is the healing knowledge within her of where this healing origins we don't know where people are in their relationship to Christ, Father. But what we do pray is that every time there's a healing, as we do now, a healing over Mary, that there will be a knowledge, a deep knowledge of where the healing originates from. It's a, it's a kingdom-level healing. And, and with that, Jesus, we just ask that you can make your presence known in whatever form to know within the heart that this healing came from our King and through the authorities given to us by our King. For whatever wound that sits emotionally within her loss of her grandpa, let that wound be transformed into one of, of celebration, a celebration of his life and how it will affect her positively going forward. May that memory be one of inspiration, not one of burden. For Christine Taylor's niece who fractured her femur, we pray for total healing over this, hands-on, the healing of the bone, the restoration of it as it was. The same with Mary, the healing of the bone, the restoration for as it was. 
And whenever trauma has been accessed by smothering, let it be cast out. That can affect, the only reason that that would affect healing is because there's a desire to hang on to a memory. Break that tie with the memory, come out of agreement with it, and we rebuke it for any influence it has on the present. Lift her up. Heal her and guide her. And bless both of these people for total and miraculous healing. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. The one thing when we're going through pieces of our lives, I've done a lot of this. One thing we have to be careful of is not to overweight events into the present. One of the tricks of psychologists that do this all the time is they dig into the past and then they find this little kernel. And instead of just doing a simple healing and be done, they want to lift it up. They want to raise it up. They want to agitate it like a stone in the shoe. And what ends up happening is that in this process, this little event becomes a huge event because it becomes empowered rather than healed. So as we're doing inner healing, we're doing deliverance. It's very important just to rely truly on the healing that Christ brings. And when we find bumps in the road, not to overrate them, but to simply give them a pass to heal them and move on. Depends on the individual. But it's easy to start connecting things. And this is where if you watch how liberal liberalism works in its healing, and this is like the psychologists, how they're trained, invariably there will be a discussion of how you were traumatized by your parents. It always comes out. You were traumatized by your dad. You were traumatized by your mother. You were traumatized. And it's always about dividing the family, not about uniting. Jesus is about healing and uniting. And so whatever those issues are, whatever the source of those traumas are, the objective is always to heal that wound and to, to seal the armor wound there so there's no more demonic entry, and then to bring unity back into the body of Christ, which ultimately comes from a loving and forgiving heart. So with all of these prayers today, especially the last two we just did, we are praying into this in a, in a full manner, Father. We pray in a loving and forgiving heart, that that loving and forgiving heart allows you to work through us and the power of heaven to work through us and the power of all those to affect and all those connected to the event, trauma, whatever it is, to forgive and release and turn over to you. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayer request. Blessings, Bart's family. I'm not sure where to begin, but I'm struggling. My 54-year-old son, Eric, who lives with me and my husband due to due to his divorce and my husband lives with me and my husband due to Eric's divorce ceased his drug use is going through another difficult time emotionally and is lashing out at me and at the moment in the most hateful ways because he won't let go of a past hurt allowing a demonic hold on him i've tried to speak to him about faith and repentance and forgiveness but it just enrages him that's pure demon work right there. Eric will say things like, if there is a God, then God must hate and must hate him. Uh-huh. There you go. There's your demon speaking right there. I pray and plant seeds as often as I can and try to lead to by example. Unfortunately, my husband is an outspoken non-believer and is constantly belittling my faith, so it makes it all more difficult. Difficult? Your husband's now fueling that demon. And demons love in this fight. This is this is a playground for the demon. Eric is counting down the days until he turns fifty-five on February eleventh, so that he can, so he can get a lump sum payment from his motion picture pension, move out of state, and start his new life. Sadly, Eric truly believes this will solve his problems, but he's just taking his demons with him. Mm-hmm. 
because this is from Linz, because Linz is the one that's, that's reminding those demons that mm-hmm, you weren't supposed to be there and Jesus is coming for you. He absolutely needs to be out of, on his own again. This was supposed to be a temporary situation, but he has become a crutch and convenience. And the demons took hold. We'll get rid of him. Backstory, I got pregnant out of wedlock at the age of 16. His father and his father's family wanted me to get an abortion. My parents were, thank goodness, supportive of my decision to have my baby. I made so many mistakes along the way, but always tried to do my best with the knowledge I had at the time. I've gone to father many times, asked for forgiveness and repented for the mistake I've made and hurt the unintentionally caused by my son. Unfortunately, Eric bears the scars of my immaturity and lack of faith. I'm just feeling extremely overwhelmed and could use some prayers for my son and myself. Thank you for your prayer warriors, Lens. Oh, we're going to help you on this one. This is one of these good fights. It's like, demon be gone. Lens, I'm going to speak this into you first of all, and this is truly a word that you have to get past the burden of guilt in talking about your mistake. You didn't make a mistake. You may have been out of wedlock, but that's, been, that's long forgiven. Your son is your gift. And this is a gift that you're being given. Now, your son's got some demons. We got that. And there's, there's some portals, there are no, no doubt, that are open in your life that are allowing these demons to, to rest. So one thing, Lynn, you need to do is walk a bloodline around your house. Do that on yourself. Pray to Jesus. There's different ways to do that. One, you can just walk it and speak it as you walk. I'm praying a bloodline around, around my house in the name of Jesus, and I anchor this in the blood of Christ, infinitely up and infinitely down. You can also do like we just did on this property where you literally take blood and oil, or I'm sorry, wine and oil, and you drizzle it as you walk. We did that on the whole 80 acres up here, which is pretty profound, by the way. As we spoke the same, we prayed over it, which was pretty crazy because we actually set that up on an ATV and did it. It was pretty wild. It was fun. Okay, so we got that. So you need to, you need to seal off your home from demonic influences, and that's important. So that bloodline's important, Lindsay. We speak that into you. And we have to, you need to speak life into your son and, and not talk of in any framing. Your son is not a mistake. It wasn't your mistake. God gave you this child, and, and though you may have had it out of wedlock, that's in a past. And so one of the things to do in this as well, Linz, I'm going to speak this into you, is that to come to, come to Father and sever the soul tie you currently have with your husband and speak a re, and ask for it to rebuild that soul tie through the body of Christ. It will be unequally yoked at the beginning. But speak that in and pray for your husband to be, and continually pray into your husband's heart to accept Jesus. You're praying life into your husband. So as a non-believer, that can change because you're going to pray that he sees Jesus and he prays he comes to this. Now, Father is going to pray now for Eric, which is Lenz's son. It's quite obviously burdened with a demon who has now taken hold and tried to infect this family. We're going to begin with praying into this family and praying a hedge of protection around this family. We pray life and love into this family and the power of Jesus. And we're going to pray Holy Spirit, power, and fire within this family to cleanse out these demons. And this family now, led by the, by Linz, the mother and the wife, is now declared is kingdom ground. And so if we speak life into Eric. And Jesus, we just ask for your presence there to be present with Eric. Now, Linz, this is one of these, you're going to have to remember that if we casting out demons has to be a personal issue because ultimately a person has to come to Jesus to truly cast them out because if we cast them out and the house is not clean, they'll come back sevenfold. 
However, we're going to, we can rebuke any attempt of the demons to continue their work. And we're going to rebuke that in the name of Jesus and bind them so that no longer can you influence Eric or any whispers. And while we highly encourage these demons to leave, since you know very well this is kingdom authority, and I'm put under this moment in time, the longer you linger, the more pain you will suffer. And so, Father, we pray life into Eric, and we pray restoration into Eric, and we pray an awakening within the heart to hear the voice of heaven, not the voice of the demons. So we rebuke any whispers and bind and gag any demons to whisper things into him, like if there is a God. Eric, we're speaking into your heart. There is a God. And our Savior is Jesus. So, Jesus, we're asking for your presence to be in this moment, a very critical and needed time right now to speak life and touch and expose Eric to the glory of kingdom and the love of kingdom, to overwhelm him. And we pray a power of love into his heart and we lift him up. We surround him truly with the hands of Bard's nation as we pray life and love into you. And may that demon now feel uncomfortable. I can see it wiggling. It does not like this. We are going to pray life and love into Eric. And you have a choice to stay and be destroyed and minimized by the life and love or you can cast yourself out and leave. This demon's shaking and not wanting to move. And we're going to pray life and love into Eric. And we breathe life into his heart and love into his heart. And we declare in the name of Jesus that Eric is not to be touched by demons in any way. And Eric, we pray that you hear these words of God, that he is your father. He is your father. And to turn to Jesus, to listen to your mother for for those things that are in your ears that are plugging you to hear, we clean that out. And for the scales that are on your eyes, we cleanse them off. And you can hear the words of your mother as she speaks life into your heart. Linz, speak life into your son's heart. Celebrate who he is. And Linz, you have to forgive yourself. And so Linz, you need to, this is a word, you need to say, I forgive myself. You accepted Jesus as your Savior, speak it. Jesus is my Savior. I forgive myself, Jesus. And as you forgive yourself, let those bonds and chains that are hanging on, and part of how the demons are using you to degrade your son, instead, cast them out now and live and be gloriously excited about the fact that God gave you a son. This isn't a mistake of your past. That's long past. This is the gift before you, and now it's a matter of restoring this, this young man. 55, maybe not young man, this man that you birthed and brought into this world to celebrate him for all he is, for he is of you. And we lift him up, Father, and we pray into him. And we pray life into this family. We pray into the husband. We pray life into his heart. And we pray restoration into this family. And Jesus, we just pray that this whole family can be moved and shaken by your presence to truly know who their king is. And, in, and we speak this glory and life of this entire family, this household, and into Eric's heart. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on a second. There we go. Pray for Ivan Ranklin's healing and protection for him and his family. Holy Spirit, grant him decisive insights and strategies and recognize Divine appointments advanced, your kingdom on earth, and in Jesus' name, amen. Well, Father, we know that Ivan Ranklin is dealing with a pretty severe break, and we pray for him and restore him and protect him in this, in this day to lift him up and to heal him quickly so that he can become mobile, functional, and a greater decisive force against evil than ever before. So we pray for immediate and miraculous healing a healing that will be unprecedented by anybody's description, and that he can now step into a, a more powerful role to bring 
to wage war against the darkest of evil. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I had asked to read the DMA at a county meeting or or uh, or at least share the web links and share with Doc Chambers was going on the border. My husband and I were given one minute to speak about the DMA. The hostess wound down the meeting, turned Facebook Live off, and called us back to the microphone to share about Doc. The hostess stated that she has 1,000 email addresses of folks interested in what is going on. However, when she adds links, only about eight people check them out. Pray people open their links. Doc and team are and support them. Father covered Doc and the 231 and their families as well as trying to do the right thing in the age of deception with Jesus' blood. May your people be unseen by the wicked and the evil spirits and sitting at the levers of power, influence, and resources. Smash and tear down the high places Satan is claiming is to operate from. We take them back for the kingdom of the Lord of hosts. We appeal to justice and pray to, that the spirits behind the destruction of humanity would not reap a hundredfold, return to all, return all the evil sown against us and our ancestors, and whom we repent in the form of justice and judgment and wrath, arrows and lightning, hailstorms, tsunamis, and living water, and plundering by the armies of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. That's like a war prayer. This is good, man. Well, Father God, we're just going to lift up the, the Declaration of Military Accountability, 231 signatories, and with that, again, more prayers for, for Dr. Pete Chambers. But more importantly, in all of this, Father, as we lift all them up and pray for the families and, and pray for protection of the 231 in Doc Chambers, we're also praying into the glory of the, of the nation to hear the words of what's in the DMA. And as we see the growing numbers, which is now over 24,000 people signing on to a supporting document about doing the same thing in our local counties, may those numbers grow by a hundredfold. And may those numbers be inspired for people to reach in, to sign in, and to, as a hundredfold now, begin to speak into a different place. To truly now take on the accountability of our local counties and our local commissions. To take the accountability into there, to demand and to stand on the, on the virtues of our faith and the strength that comes from that in the moral and common law. Father, we ask for the inspiration of people to take what is here, not to turn their eyes away, but to turn their eyes to heaven and to hear the importance of hearing these messages. So many people right now are buried down into an overwhelming state. They don't want to hear. They just want to go back to normal. There is no more normal. What was is no more. And may that reality set on everybody's heart to make a choice because we're at that juncture of choice. Do we go forward which way or that way? And so, Father, we just pray that whatever they hear that they see the virtues of the DMA, the virtues of those people out in the front like Doc P. Chambers, and that they hear the virtues of the words spoken. People trying to bring this into county commission meetings, people trying to bring this to where people will hear it, hear those words, be inspired, be nudged by Holy Spirit. And may that blessing settle upon a nation that people will be nudged and, and inspired to seek out truth. So we pray this blessing over our nation. We pray this blessing of mercy and pleasing of mercy to a nation that is still struggling to find its way home. But may the voice of a remnant shake them. May the voice of the committed move them. And may the voices of, that are spoken be that of Holy Spirit to awaken them. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. 
Please pray for my friend Judy. She is the mom of 14 offspring with four still at home. She has struggled with bouts of diverticulitis. A repeat CT scan will be done Friday, 126, to determine if she is smoldering. She has smoldering divertic. The cure would be remove half her colon. Hang on a minute. Okay. That was Pastor Dave Bryan. So we'll have to find out what that is. I guess I could call him right now. Hang on a minute. Let me see if I can get him. That'd be kind of fun. Hold on a minute. We could get Pastor Dave Bryan. We're going to see if we can get Pastor Dave Bryan on. Hang on a minute. Hey, Scotty. Hey, you are live. We've got you live on our morning prayer show. How are you, Pastor Dave? I'm doing good. How are you doing, my friend? Good. What do you want to say to all of Bars Nation right now? I just want to say that this is the time to not be distracted. We, we need our heads in the game. We need our, our war paint on. And uh, we need to really be praying into the sensitivity of the issue. We know God's in control. We also know that we do have a great adversary. And so we're not to be uh, taken by his devices. But I think th these are epic times for the United States. And um, in, in the midst of it all, there is a clarion call from the Holy Spirit that we turn back to God as a nation, that we humble ourselves, we pray, we confess our sins and turn from our evil ways. And that's the promise of God, that he'll hear our prayer, he'll forgive our sin, and he'll heal our land. So uh, this is the time to be robust in our prayers and to be really focused and push everything out, else out of our way. Well, that was a good word, Pastor Dave. Thank you. It's awesome. We've got. You are welcome, my friend. We're, we're two hours into our prayer session. We still have about a hundred people here, all praying together for healing and miraculous awesome. healing of our nation. So, how was service? Awesome. How was your service last night? It was really great, Scott. We had a great time. We prayed for you. We prayed for Pete Chambers. We prayed for uh, Doctor Martin and uh, a number of different people. That's fantastic. And how are you feeling? Because we're about ready to pray for you in your healing. You know what? I'm feeling way better. Uh, of course, we, we had a good prayer time. I've been kind of under the weather, but there's nothing that uh, gets you popping like a good, uh, robust uh, prayer service. So we, we I'm feeling good this morning. Well, if weather providing, I'll probably be down there this Friday or this weekend. Are you going to be doing the sermon this weekend? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I think that is the plan. Let me check. <laughs> It's, it's been so ridiculous around here, Scotty. Um, boy, oh boy. But let me see. Uh, yes, I am going to be there. I'm going to be speaking this weekend. I think I need to come down and hear a sermon by the Pastor Dave. I think that's what I think. Come on, buddy. We'd welcome you. All right. That's well, awesome. It's a sermon on mobilizing the body of Christ. So That's perfect. Fantastic. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I love you, my friend. Thank love, you for all you're doing. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much, Pastor. Love you too, and we'll talk very soon. Okay. Thank sounds you. good, Scott. God bye bless. Bye-bye. What a blessing. That was awesome. So 
That was a great message for everybody. Nikki's going to cut that out right there and put it on TikTok. That's what she's going to do, which is going to be awesome. I love it. Okay, so, all right, so that's a nice surprise. I just discovered this the other day. It's really fantastic that um, we can do a lot of calls. I can. It, this is an update you didn't understand. We wouldn't understand, but Signal wouldn't interface with with platforms before, and they've made an update now. So when calls come in on Signal, I can actually take them, which is pretty neat. So that was pretty awesome. And by the way, just a quick uh, mention of Nikki. She's been doing such an amazing job on our social media, just knocking it out of the park. It's crazy good. So thank you, Nikki. Patriots, let's pray real quick for Pastor Dave. He has been sick lately. A lot, he and Cheryl have been sick. And uh, I just want to pray into them. So, Father, just pray into Pastor Dave. We're going to pray a hedge of protection around he and Cheryl and around the entire church of glad tidings. They're such an instrumental part of this fight. The enemy has been waging war against them heavily. And so we rebuke that and we stand in agreement with all the prayer intercessors and in, in, um, glad tidings to rebuke any of these attacks, to literally cut the head off the Leviathan and to stand in, in the gap, to raise hands, to push back in the name of Jesus and to, to speak truth into the world. Pastor Dave's leading the fight mightily with a sword, but we need to we reinforce his ranks with more mighty swords of the spirit as we stand there now waging war against an enemy that's trying to silence him. And we pray life into him. We pray life into Cheryl. We lift them both up in the name of Jesus and, and declare healing and miraculous healing over them that will retain and, and stay in place. No weaknesses in the armor. And no enemy can enter into this space without being decimated and laid to waste at the feet of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's continue on here. Now back to this prayer from Christine Taylor. Please pray for my friend, Judy. She is the mom of 14 offspring with four still at home. She has struggled with bouts of diviculitis. A repeat CT scan will be done Friday 126 to determine if she as smoldering divertic, uh, the cure would be removal of her half her colon. Judy asked for prayers for the right dietary changes, right supplements, and how long to fast. The scan showed no inflammation. It's just taking a while to get back to 100%. I am going to rehaul my diet and the kids' diet so they don't have further problems. This is the update from Judy. I don't have it. I don't know if it's the wheatgrass powder. I've been taking to reduce the inflammation, but I'm absolutely going to continue with it. I am so immensely relieved. Thank you for, thank you, thank you for your prayers, and, and, and it means so much. This was enough to scare me into overhauling my diet. Thank you, Christine Taylor. So, Father God, we pray for, um, who are we praying for? Judy. And just pray for her healing and her miraculous healing within her body. Pray for the continued knowledge and wisdom of the Holy Spirit to fill her, to guide her to the proper dietary outcomes. We pray that her eyes will continue to be focused on Jesus. And that then we pray healing and miraculous healing over this body and restoration to its fullest capacity without any pain or illness or swelling. And that her body now functions perfectly as intended. And we fill her truly with power of Holy Spirit as we pray life and love into her heart. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Lord, you are the God of miracles, and I praise you for your promising promise of oh, healing and restoration. Today, I claim the promise of healing for heaven, who the doctor said that she has MS. Heaven is young and is young. This is the name. I claim the promise of healing for heaven. This is uh, 
sounds like a young girl, who the doctor said that she has MS. Heaven is young and is full of joy and love for you, Papa. Papa, surround heaven with your peace and strength. Everything is possible with you, Lord. I rebuke DX of MS. Guide heaven and her sweet husband, Matt, to natural ways to heal too, Papa. Guide him in diet, exercise, supplements that are all for our bodies to function well. You are an awesome God, and, and as the body of believers, you hear our prayers and you heal. I thank you for the, this family who prays in agreement. Thank you, Papa. Mary all in. Well, Father God, we're just going to lift up heaven, who has been diagnosed with MS, and we pray into heaven and we rebuke any of the, the influences that are coming into her from the demonic or any of the corrupted elements of even past woundings and, and uh, things unhealed. Father, we pray life and restoration to heaven's heart, and we declare this in the name of Jesus as we pray for the blood to flow over her, to heal and restore her in the fullest capacity. And we declare these things in, in the authorities given to us by Jesus, that we have authorities over all snakes and scorpions and authorities over all dominion of the evil of evil. Father, we, we lift up heaven into the heavenly realms, and we pray that the hour of Holy Spirit flows through her and restores her. We speak for her husband. You need to speak life and breathe life into your, into your wife and lift her up and pray upon her. You need to speak words of encouragement and words of love. And you need to pray upon her and speak life and rebuke any of the spell casting that's around her. Whatever the doctors are telling, telling you can't be, you need to rebuke it and remind her that she is a child of the Most High. That all things are possible through God. And so we pray complete restoration of this body, rebuking any of the disease of MS. Father, we lift her up and we wash her in the blood of Jesus. And we declare healing over her in miraculous and instantaneous healing. In the name of Jesus, amen. There will be prayer gathering for healing and restoration for those in East Palestine and then for the land issues around Eastern Eaton Township in Ohio. For the East Palestine anniversary, a resident of Eaton Township requested Town Hall read the statement of East Palestine, pray and share about Issue 19, Ross Environmental Incorporated Referendum. The trustees voted down the request. Instead, on February 3rd at 10 a.m., we will meet at the Grafton Mid Valley or Midview Library. That is the only public space we could get on short notice. Here's what we need prayer on. The library has hosted Dungeons and Dragons groups. We will need prayer to cover as we pray and, and as we pray in spiritual warfare needed before the event. For those who will come to the event and will come to the come to the event, whether to participate or pray or learn about issue nineteen, pray against evil, wicked disruptions, and false narratives. We welcome any thoughts you may have on this, Kevin and Christine Taylor. So, Father God, we're just praying a blessing over Kevin and Christine Taylor and their continued fight against this issues in East Palestine and Ross Environmental, who continues to have a stronghold and a serpentine hold on so many. This is truly a deep serpent serpent that's moved into the area. You can start to see it now, even in the spirit. And so this is a principality that's been fueled by years of corruption. So, Father, we're going to stand now in agreement that we are praying against this principality, that we raise this our prayers up today as Bard's nation, and we pray against this principality and this serpent that raises its head, and we wield a sword to cut the head off of the serpent. 
And we leave this serpent slain and smote onto the ground. And now as we step in, we pray against the fortress from which it comes. We shake it mightily and we tear down the walls just like in Jericho. And we speak life and love into this fortress as we hear the demons scream and run. This serpent now that lays slain on the ground, we pray into it and pray restoration of the land. And what its body was and what its infection is, is now turned from heaven into something to seed new life rather than steal life. Father, we pray into the restoration of the hearts of the many, for there's like serpents flowing out of each of their hearts, baby snakes that have infested each one of them, and we cast them out in the name of Jesus. In a massive prayer, we pray across this land in a wave, a wave of, of Holy Spirit that will flood as we watch the serpents flood out and pour into the lake of fire. Each one comes out of the heart of another. Each one comes off of the neck of another. And we raise up this land now in the name of God, in the name of heaven, in the name of Jesus. And we watch the blood soothe through each person's wounds. Father, we're praying restoration and life and love and the mightiness in, in unison in, in, as we stand together in this hour, in this moment. Prayer is shaking the very root of of Ross Environmental. Prayer is shaking the very root of the corruption which they've festered and fed into this place. Every egg that they've laid of this serpent now is destroyed and burned into the lake of fire. The serpent itself being totally gutted and dismembered, laid to waste across the land as its body now turns into the beautiful and transformed into perfect fertilizer for new seed into this land. There is no more hold here. This principality is now vacated, and we pray life and restoration as we lift up those that are now supposed to sit in the principal seats of governorship. We raise them up with greater authority than ever, and we pray that upon all the whole area of East Palestine and across the whole state of Ohio, and we declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Scott, update on Steve. He just started his radiation and. Uh, it has gone out of the prostate area, so they are doing extra radiation on the lymph node. I have been listening to your show since the beginning of COVID when Dr. Sherry Tenpenny encouraged us to listen to you and have not missed one show actually. had to take some downloads off because I had no space left. Thank you so much for all you and Nikki have shared and opened our eyes with Bard's Nation. I feel like I have drawn so much closer to our Lord and Savior. I'm sorry that this is so long. I'm, I have been putting this off, but feel that it, I should be asking for prayers for this. My son, Philip, is 28, went to, went to a Christian school for six years, then public school, uh, then w was indoctrinated in college. Good, loving kid, but turned to thinking he was taught lies in the Christian school. Anyway, when he was 10, he developed Lyme's disease and was not treated properly for it. Long story short, as time went on, he became disabled with his hands. Doctor uh, after doctor, no one could help him. He is now finally can hardly use his hands. He is a photographer and worked for a drug addiction center and had to stop his job. He has been unemployed for over a year and is suffering terribly with the use of his hands. I pray over him but nothing even happens. Please, I'm begging for a miraculous healing of his hands because I feel only miracles can help him, and I truly believe that only Jesus can heal him. He is a good and caring kid, just needs to be reaffirmed that Jesus is his Lord and Savior. Please, Scott and Bar's Nation, pray for my, a miraculous healing from the use of his hands 
and the incredible pain he is in to open his heart quickly to Jesus. Thank you for all you do, and thank you for all your prayers. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Bonnie. That's one of these prayers that shakes you because you realize how much faith people put in us. So let's have some faith to change this in a miraculous way. Bonnie, I'm going to speak to you first of all to, to check out Dr. Lee Merritt's protocols because she has been working using her protocols to work with some people with Lyme disease. So check that out. It's important. That's at themedicalrebel.com. I'm not advocating for this, but I think you should do some research into diet. And obviously my number one go-to diet for healing and restoration of a body, which is also supported by Dr. Lee Merritt, is to do 90 days of carnivore. That'll help the body cleanse and, and restart. And it doesn't mean you have to stay on it, but I think you end up being fairly heavily modified in how you eat after you do that. Father, we're taking this plea of a mother for her son, Philip, who's 28 years old and suffering from severe pain in his hands. And this is someone who has meandered through the various educations and influences of our time. So Jesus, we're going to begin by a, a ask for you to make yourself present and known to Philip, to restore his faith in his heart, to truly know who you are, to have him witness you either in dream or, or in waking moment, and to know deep within his heart who truly is our King and Savior, to see a transformation of heart. So Father, we pray into the heart. We pray life, we pray love, and we pray restoration into the heart of Philip. And Father, we lift up Philip and we put place him before you. We ask for a miracle of healings right now, that these hands that he has are restored. And may we place our hands upon, upon his and we pray life and restoration into his hands, that the pain is drawn out and wicked out and the, and the function of the hands is restored. We pray love over these hands and we pray an inspiration into the heart of the gift he has been given of photography. And Father, with this, we see a full restoration. It's almost like this is intended, that in this moment of time, this is a pause in his life, that a reflection in a moment to restore his faith within you so that he can be reborn into a moment to use his gifts and talents to tell the deeper show, deeper stories that come within the, the photograph, to seek out those deeper images that speak of the Holy Spirit within people and the awakening and need of Holy Spirit within others. Seek that out. And so, Philip, we also pray into you that you will turn your eyes to Jesus. And in so doing, to keep in prayer, to not doubt who your father is. And Jesus, again, as we ask that you'll be there to touch him, to feel him, to place your hands upon his, to seal the full restoration. And we pray and declare full restoration above Philip, a miracle of miracles, to lift him up, to remove the pain and restore his function of his hands so that perfection is God intended. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer healing request for my mom's best friend, Darlene, who has been battling leukemia for the past year. My, may, may healing hands of Jesus fall upon her and remove the, the sickness. Please pray for her and all of the afflicted with illness. God bless Bart's family. Please pray for Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers with the convoy. May Heavenly Father keep them in the protection and guide them through the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. This is all from Mike H2O. Father, we're just going to pray for Mike H2O's 
mom's friend, Darlene, who has been battling leukemia. So, Father, we pray into this. and we, This is one of these sicknesses of the blood and the marrow. It just gets to the dead bones. So, Father, we're praying into the rest- restoration of life, restoration of the bones, to lift up and to make dead bones walk again, truly, in the power of, of Holy Spirit, to bless this and pray into Darlene. And may the knowledge and depth of understanding of where this healing originates from, which is truly from our King and Savior, that the authority is given to us now, we declare healing over Darlene. We pray life into Darlene, we pray restoration into Darlene, and we lift her up as we cast out any influences of the demonic. And we cleanse her blood with the blood of Jesus as it touches and flows through her, restoring her, replenishing her, and putting a restoration in her heart as we speak life and love into the heart. We surround her with, with a hedge of protection and pray that the Holy Spirit flows through her from head to toe and toe to head. And we ask that healing angels can be dispatched to surround her and pray upon her to heal her. And we say these things and declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And so, Father, we also pray in, in, in the at request of Brian Mike H2O as we continue our prayers for Pete Chambers and the convoy to keep their hearts full and rich with the Holy Spirit, that as they go forward to see this as a great mission of restoration and revival, not a mission of, of war in the flesh. Guide them and protect them in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is a family, the, the Berkeys, that are part of our homestead co-op. A few days ago, their house caught on fire. Access to water was one of the main challenges for the fire crews, in addition to the fast-moving flames. Thankfully, everyone was safe and no one was hurt, but they could use some help getting back on their feet and remaking their home. If you're able to help, even just by prayers, it would be greatly appreciated. Punky. Okay, if there's a GoFundMe here, and it's the Berkey Fire at the Pillars of Oswego. Nikki will put that up on our social media and in, in, in our Mars Nation and wherever else she goes, which is like everywhere on social media. And that's something you can we'll pray into that. So, Father, we just pray into this support for the Berkey. We pray, Berkey's, we pray for their hearts and their strength in this moment and time to lift them up. And we pray for the blessings of heaven to pour upon them to help with the restoration of their home and to help with rebuilding their vision and dream as they become stewards and, and landowners. So, Father, we just pray restoration and healing. We pray resources upon them. We declare these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is Patriot Girl, 1776. First and foremost, I want to thank Bart's family for the continued prayers for my husband. My husband suffered an acute ischemic stroke that affected his occipital lobe. It caused him to lose a quarter of his right eye vision. It didn't affect anything else. Thank God for that. I truly wonder if it was if it happened because of 5G bioweapon with a combination of stress. It has been a struggle since that happened. I struggle personally with my husband's stroke and trying to trying my best to cope with it and be the best wife. I was angry at first, but when I reached out to God in my own in my darkness darkest hour and prayed like never before, I prayed for the answer on how to help him and help me during this difficult time. I got the answer that love heals. Since then, I turned off social media, news, and any other distraction. My husband and I grew closer 
as a husband and wife and best friends and grew closer to God. Although everything is going good, the doctors are not making anything easy for him and me for that matter. In fact, they made us more stressed out. They pushed us from doctor to doctor. Different doctors wrote down the wrong diagnosis. He continued to get better by gaining some vision back and getting stronger. He was ready to go back to work. Even with him being stronger, the doctors wouldn't sign the release to go back. I had to be his advocate and speak up. Finally, they signed it by me being advocate and standing up for him. I'm happy to report, even though his vision isn't back 100%, that he is back at work, he's stronger, he's able to drive, and we are closer as a couple now. This is due to the power of prayer, love, and drawing closer to God. Please continue to pray for my husband for added healing and strength. You all are my family. I am truly blessed. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Blessings, Daniel, a.k.a. Patriot Girl, 1776. Father, truly you are the father of miracles, for you take what the enemy intends as bad and you turn it into good. So, Father, we pray for Patriot Girl, 1776, and her husband. We pray for continued and miraculous healing of her husband to continue to restore him back to the full functions and capacities which he is. We pray a prayer of thanks and blessing over Patriot Girl 1776 to have stepped in, to have heard your voice and responded. We ask for those prayers of blessings to continue to flow upon her. For she responded and spoke life and love into her husband. She rebuked the negativity and the spell casting that goes and surrounds us. And she took a step forward. And the blessing in return was this marriage was reforged truly in the spirit. And that is a blessing, Patriot 1776, to hear. That your marriage was reforged into the soul tie through the spirit. An amazing gift that's been given. And all because you responded to Father. So, Father, we pray into these two and lift them up in the name of Jesus. And we pray a miraculous and continued healing. That we pray an unweighting of the burdens and frustrations that have come from the hospital and doctors that are all powered as spell-casting cults. We rebuke them and cast them out, and we bind them for speaking anything negative in this life and give them clarity to see what's truly needed. Father, we ask for continued resources and understanding to come into Patriot Girl 1776 life to help her guide her and to find the way forward in a deeper way. The gift of love has been restored, and now for the restoration of the physical of her husband, we ask that those doors will be open that only you can open. And so, Father, we pray a great prayer blessings and thanks over this couple that have found a new rekindling of love through this, this, this challenging moment and are reminded in this, Father, that you are always a God of miracles, taking what is dark and turning it into light. And we bless this family in the name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, do not, do not, over, do not overcome... Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12, 21. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the external life to which you are called, and you made the good confession in the presence of many, many, many witnesses. 1 Timothy six twelve. Praying earnestly for Lieutenant Pete Chambers and his warrior team, Lieutenant Doc Pete is a true hero. Lieutenant Pete Chambers, Special Forces, joined the Army in 1983 and served in served for the last 39 years, including active duty reserve and National Guard. He has served as an infantryman, paratrooper, and Green Beret, and as a special operations flight surgeon. He has been awarded the Purple Heart from wounds received in combat, the Bronze Star Medal, the Notorious Service Medal, and the Combat Medical Badge. 
Doc Chambers has testified as fact witness in Liberty Council Seals versus DOD case and has served as a spokesman for a patient advocate bulldog. He retired in the May of 2022 after being fired from doing it for, for insisting on informed consent and becoming a whistleblower for the Senator Ron Johnson. Forgive me, Lieutenant Pete Chambers, if I left anything out, I know probably did. Also, thank you for letting me be meet, meet, letting me pet Joe and giving him a hug at Yuba City Bars Fest. Joe is remarkable. Father God, praying for the protection of Lieutenant Doc Pete and his warrior team. Lieutenant Pete is a man of God and a man of true courage. He has protected our land and your land, God. Lieutenant Colonel Pete, Doc Pete and his team will claim victory over Satan and evil and our evil, corrupt government. God, do not allow me to get started on our government. You know how I am. By putting on full armor of you, God, that you will stand firm in your truth of the word. Father, their hearts will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. Lieutenant Colonel Doc Pete and his warrior team will stand from firm in the good news of the gospel, so your peace will shine through and will be and will be a light to all that encounter. Father God, in a world for all to live, may there be peace, love, and understanding. May there be hearts to forgive. Father God, praying for strength and courage of your your and Jesus' spiritual army as Lieutenant Armor, as Lieutenant Colonel Pete Dog leads the convoy, they will take the sword of your spirit, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation. Lieutenant Colonel Doc Pete will lead his prayer warriors into victory in your name. In Jesus Christ's name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Ekmak. And that is our final prayer for today. Father God. I just want to thank you for this moment that we've had here today and to pray. And we are praying now for Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers and all that he's doing and all that's going on at the border as we wrap this prayer session up in full circle. So, Father, we just want to thank you for Pete and all he does, the teams that he's stood up, the men that are now standing in the shadows to protect this nation, to protect people's lands. lands. And, Father, we pray for a protection over him, over Joe, his horse, we pray for the anointings to fill him and to be able to step in to see that clear path ahead of him, giving him the path that only with doors that only you can open. We pray a prayer of blessing over this convoy, a blessing that will shake the hearts and root the hearts into the true sense of salvation, a true sense of restoration, a true sense of what is needed in this time. And so, Father, we pray for Pete and his team to lift them up, to pray into them, to, and to protect him in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it looks like I've got some more prayers in my inbox. Hang on. And this is from Let Go of My Medicine. Father, please bless this beautiful community you've blessed us all with. I pray in Jesus' name that you will put a hedge of protection up around the nuclear plant in Oswego, New York, that is said to being bought out by BlackRock as we speak. Please put a hedge of protection up around the whole area as we claim this place for your, you and your glory, that the enemies of, of nefarious plan become overcome and superseded and transformed by the glorious revival instead. I love you so much, Father, and for the living us, protecting us, and showing us 
all the enemy tries to sneak against your children as you overcome it all. I pray your beautiful love just shines over the whole area in such a mighty way that we all come into contact. Know you are the one and only true king. In Jesus, Yeshua's sweet, beautiful name. Amen. So, Father God, we're playing a hedge of protection around the nuclear plant in Oswego, New York. We lift it up in, in the name of Jesus. We shield that whole area with a hedge of protection that has sealed that plant in from causing any harm to the community that raises up infinitely up and infinitely down. For any actors that are nefarious that are part of this plant, we bind them and gag them and cast them to the lake of, to the feet of Jesus. And we cast out any demons that are trying to take hold. For we declare this property that of kingdom in the name of kingdom. And we claim that by all that are there. And we lift them up and pray into them. And we say, restore and protect in the name of Jesus. Amen. A word for you, let go of my medicine. You need to, as you work the community, to build a bloodline of protection around that property. It means you can drive it and declare it. You can walk it, depending on how big the property is. And it doesn't have to be immediately on the property, but around that area to protect it and to seal that, that nuclear plant in the name and declare it in the name of kingdom. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's see what we have here. Good morning, Bard's gang. Asking prayer for Marcy, a woman in her 70s, unsaved, jabbed with severe respiratory disease. She traveled to Singapore, Taiwan, and got a severe bacterial lung infection. She arrived stateside last night in California and is now in the hospital there. Her oxygen levels dropped to 40% every time they remove her oxygen. Uh, spirit of suffocation. This will be our final prayer in this group. Father God, we are praying into Marcy, who has unfortunately walked a path that has led her to be jabbed and has not accepted Christ. And so, Jesus, we're asking for you to intervene here, to make your presence known to Marcy. And we rebuke the spirit that says she cannot be cured from this jab. We've already rebuked that, and now we speak life into Marcy's heart. And as we pray, pray life, we pray restoration, and we cast off that demon and rebuke that demon and bind it. This is the spirit of suffocation that's trying to prevent her from breathing. We take that out. It's like a serpent around her neck, and we pull this off, and we cast it to the lake of fire. And Jesus, we just ask that you, in this void, that you make your presence known to her, and we power the Holy Spirit flood into her and feel that restoration from toe to head and head to toe. And may this be such a profound healing in this moment as her oxygen returns and her healing is complete and her body is cleansed that it's a known within her heart of where this came from. This was not that of the hand of doctors, but that of our, our Savior and the authorities given to us by Jesus that saved her. Ultimately, it comes from the blood on the cross. So, Father, we pray life into mercy and restoration both in body and spirit. We lift her up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, Patriots, I believe that wraps up our prayer Sunday. Pretty good session. All right, keep your head up and your eyes forward, right? But before we go, we're going to pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this day. An amazing time that we've come together. We've been blessed with the call from Pastor Dave Bryan. We've just come together here in assembly, always in the love of Jesus, to heal, 
to rescue, heal, and to restore. And may those words continue to resonate deeply within our hearts in all that we do. Father, we are praying for the continued stepping in and taking and declaring the authorities of what we've been given by Jesus to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to heal the sick and the broken, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to seek the greater works. And Father, as we embrace those authorities, as we step into this world, to continue to see those miracles of miracles evolve, that we pray for, the, the, for people to witness the power of the living God, the power of the miracle God, that will truly turn hearts towards you and remind everyone of whom they truly serve. Father, we pray for a blessing over Bard's nation, a hedge of protection around each and every one, to lift them up as they continue to step into the gap as true prayer warriors of this time, a core remnant of this remnant of the world. And Father, we lift up our prayers this week for the convoy moving forward, for Colonel Pete Chambers, for all those prayer teams that are involved in this. And Father, we pray for a nation. We pray mercy on a nation at a time when we need mercy, when still so many are wandering. We pray for the words that we speak and the things that we do to be truly reflective of that of you and that we walk truly and see this world truly as Christ would do things. Let us be obedient to that which Christ seeks us to be. Let us walk as Jesus would want us to be. And so, Father, we continue to lift up this family. I'm getting another prayer in a moment. Okay. And we lift up this, this entire Bars Nation as a family that we represent, as one that is now growing and embracing and connecting to other communities. We pray for Resistance Nation that comes alongside of Bars Nation. We pray for all the black pastors through Pastor Devonese that come alongside of us. We pray for, for glad tidings as we walk together with them. And we pray for Navajo Nation as they walk with us there. May you lift us all up as we continue to sow the seeds to unite the body as one body in Christ, as one nation under God. And may our prayers and may our walk continue to weave this into one beautiful banner under which we walk, the banner of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray for this blessing of a nation, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And it looks like we got a couple more prayers. Let me read them. I'm not sure what all this is. They just came in on my text. Update on Alicia, she has been, uh, Alicia, she has been, tra okay, this is update on Alicia. This comes from Real American. She has been transported 50 miles from here to o Omaha. She had a blockage in her bowel. God, please cover this baby in your grace, mercy, and protection. That comes from Real American. So, Father God, we lift up baby Alicia and we pray healing over this child as we lift this child into our arms and we lift them up into heaven and we say, Father, heal this child. In the name of Jesus, we declare healing over this child. And whatever this blockage is, we expel this blockage. And whatever procedures are, they're going to discover this child doesn't need any procedures. They're going to find the miracle of miracles as this child is healed. And so, Jesus, we just ask that you'll join us in this prayer to touch this child as we touch it with our prayers, and we declare these healings in your name. And, Father, please hear our prayers that this child be restored in a time when there's so much damage to children. May this child truly be restored in the perfection as it was intended to be in this world, a full and total healing of this body, a child that will now walk and breathe in the perfection of kingdom and have within it the knowledge of where this, this beautiful healing came from. So we bless Alicia. 
We bless Alicia with the prayers and the loving prayers which we deliver in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And happy prayer request for my friend Nancy. She has had breast cancer 15 years ago and goes in Tuesday for perma to permanently have her imp implants removed. Thank you, Scott, and prayer team. Terry. So, Father, we just pray for, a, um, for Nancy and just pray for a, a, a successful and a surgery that she'll have her body restored and created back to, the, to as it was intended to own and be proud of her body as it is. We pray blessings into her. We pray healing into her. And we, we pray restoration into her in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, patriots, there you have it. Prayer Sunday. Coffee and Jesus. Awesome. Thank you for being here. It's always a wonderful, under wonderful Sunday, a wonderful church that we do right here. And I'll be back tonight for Peace Be Still. We're going to have a special guest on tonight. It's going to be Pastor Rob Parker. Rod Parker. He's the one that's leading the revival down on the border in Texas. It'll be good to have him on. He's a firebrand. I think you'll enjoy him. So, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest end. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in.
death.